0: Tired. So tired. Overtired. This episode is brought to you by Notion. Stay tuned for more info. Hey, you're listening to Overtired. I'm Brett Terpstra. I'm here, as usual, with Christina Warren and Jeff Severance Gunsel. We have a special guest this week. Uh, I'd like to welcome Merlin Mann. How's it going, Merlin?
1: It's going great. Hi, team.
0: Hey. <laughs> um. So we we've been we, it's a, we've it's had, not
1: really abrupt i'm trying to be efficient because we had a really <laughs> nice conversation for 15 yeah, minutes before, no and I no, had you're good like you're, we're just starting hey you guys we're how's gonna it ease going in
0: <laughs> yeah we just talked for 20 minutes before the show um and we're gonna try to capture some of that magic again um uh
1: in, in a way so, that's really organic and nobody
0: will think yeah, yeah mm. you, you,
2: you'll totally feel it it won't, it won't won't be like recreating stuff no it's okay. you're
0: gonna love this everybody we got merlin to open chrome today
2: oh yeah
1: <laughs> Rick. yeah i th- I think i just got some new credit cards
2: or something I, i'm not sure i
1: a lot i opened chrome and that's on uh, us
2: used arc yeah. i think yeah I or think brave I
1: took a photo of my balls um i'm not sure we've t- on, to you're, take you're, that you're, out
0: of you're more. on video which is probably rare for you when you're recording a podcast
1: i'm gonna tell you something I used to be on a podcast a long time ago and it was a pretty well-known, like popular podcast. And at one point they stopped doing just straight up Skype and started going to doing like video, but for an audio product. And I just think that if you have video on, I get it. But if you don't release that as video, there's a huge component of it that people are missing. And like, and it's not so like, that's okay. But then the problem is you, you get so used to it that you start saying things that'll, we're doing things like some of the faces I'm making, and like I can partner Jeff over here, and like that kind of stuff, which will not go through the listener. And I think that makes a can make a less good show. But yeah. this show, I feel very strongly about. This is a, <laughs> I'm happy to be on video at ten twenty a.m. on a Saturday morning.
2: I was gonna, like, uh, obviously I was Perfect. able to
1: get to my stylist and. <laughs> Pick my yeah, me fourth too. favorite me Roderick on the line shirt. So,
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I also got to be a stylist. Uh, I, it, it, the joke here, uh, listeners, is I'm just wearing like a, a North yeah. Face like beanie, and um, I, can, uh, I recognize a, a, a that a
1: from shirt. that uh, that that Italian stylist. I think her name is uh, Ilaria Hat. I think.
2: So. <laughs> oh man,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to convince these guys to record video and put out. Like a YouTube version of the show, and it has not gone over well. They're both shaking yeah. their heads right now. Absolutely not. It's, um, it's, I think um, as
1: long as you understand, it's a different. Thing. Yes, it's good. Yeah, well, yeah, you look yeah, nice yeah. today. We did video, and I thought it turned out pretty good, considering it was the lockdown yeah. and, yeah. But like, as long as you understand the parameters, a phrase I use that I won't go into, but in the world of podcasts, I call it the little world. Each mm-hmm. podcast I love tends to have a little world. It's got voices that I like in it. It's got bits. It's got stuff. I, yeah, I yell at it. I, like I yell, it. I yell at the guys on Accidental Tech Podcast all the time because they're uniformly horrible. Like, the, But that's the little world. You decide <laughs> what comes into the little world. But if you never get a bead on what your little world is, you never let it become the thing that it is, Like you just start throwing stuff at it. For what you regard as metrics, see now I'm Holden Caulfield. It's so nice to be here on video with you. And I'm Hi, Holden, front of the type. show, I Holden Caulfield. I, I would my Twitter, but my bio on Neston for a while was uh, lifestyle Holden Caulfield. But you've never ooh, seen so many good. phonies in your whole life.
0: <laughs> so I would like to make a correction at the top of the show. Um, I said last week that um, axeman was in Minneapolis. Uh which the Marvel comic? Uh, and I let you know. <laughs> and 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 our our friend of the show, Harold, um, he let me know uh in no uncertain terms that Axeman was in
3: St. Paul. Settle so down, forgive me Harold. for that. I and, love the my favorite thing of seeing shows in St. Paul is how many times the bands go, co- it's great to be in Minneapolis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Harold. Uh, yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna call Harold pedantic because he would definitely tell me I was using the word wrong um actually
1: so, it's pronounced <laughs> pedant <laughs> oh francais
0: <laughs> what i like uh merlin you and dan used to uh d- you had a funny bit about I my last just, name I think.
1: <laughs> and we stopped because yeah, I, I know
0: a because a i i was i was i was somehow offended and then like if uh, i i was a dick about it i'm sorry no like, it was no, actually no, an honor in that, that little
1: could... world that what was, was the thing? bit well oh, like do we have do will no but we've got funny ways we say things like for like anything that's got bees in it is always funny we're like bluetooth like bulk bag there's just <laughs> certain movie, words yeah. that are just funny and and every time i'd say oh my god blah, 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 blah. i have all these services and like brett i mean qed sorry if it's your first time tuning in brett runs my life like whether that's Same. marked and, like there's just so much stuff in my life that is is brett stuff or brett adjacent stuff mm-hmm. and i would constantly be like oh but there's a service that lets you just select some text and then that adds the kind of markdown bullets that you like to it and brett terpstra and, he goes, terpstra. Brett terpstra. and he'd say terpstra. it like that but he did it very percussively <laughs> like terpstra anyway, it's sorry a about that name. It, it was men in love, but it's yeah. Like, no, I
0: way. got that after after you
3: stopped doing it. I'm like, holy shit! I never should have.
1: It's never like people saying to made- me, "Like the magician," and I say, "Yeah, I like the magician," which I'd never heard before.
3: Thank <laughs> Brett, you, do you want to regain your power and just speak your name to Merlin right
0: now? Yes,
1: thank you, <laughs> thank you. No, they call mm. me Mr. Terpstra.
0: I I abdicate. I abdicate my power. Um. So we at at the top of most shows, we do a mental health corner. And for the last two episodes, that mental health corner has run like an hour and it's supposed to be like 15 minutes. Um, So if it's going to run long, I want it to be Merlin's fault. So uh, what we do is we check in on our mental health. All three of the regular hosts have their own diagnoses. And and we talk about <laughs> so how things are going. From
1: some kind of an accredited professional, or more like I'm pretty <laughs> sure actually, I'm OC. We work out sure of I'm DSM
0: One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm OC. So, so I would like to turn it over, Merlin. How are you doing this week?
1: Oh, uh, me first. Yeah,
0: Because mm. if this runs long, I want it to be your fault. No, like, and if it's short, great.
1: Um, well, it it. <sighs> This is almost all I talk about, so I'll try to keep it brief. But uh, my mental health, <clears throat> pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I have an ongoing project that uh, I'm I'm going to just go ahead and kind of kind of mention just for context because it's, it's something I'm trying to socialize, which is like there's just just a whole bunch of stuff. In my life, where I've had a reason to become more aware of certain aspects of my mental health, something my friend John at Syracuse introduced to me, something called the X Y problem, which has become like kind of instrumental in my life, is like you tell you want help from somebody, and so you say you have a problem with X, but that expert would be in a position to tell you sometimes after minutes or hours that actually you have a problem with Y. To paraphrase Stephen Covey, you have your ladder against the wrong wall. In that sense. Um, and things like trauma, issues with authority, things like that. I've just realized I've only, I've really, I think something I'm really turning over a lot right now is the role of shame in our lives and how, at least I feel like we were, we're all, I'm 57. So like the way I was raised, not intentionally, I don't think, but like, there's just so much shame in all of our lives. And I'm starting to wonder uh, about the extent to which that shame drives some of our, lesser angels and how we and how we're motivated how we talk to ourselves obviously very importantly but also like the kinds of like <clears throat> we're carrying water for gym teachers in 1978 sometimes mm-hmm. and so that's something <clears throat> pardon me i'm getting over cold that's something where like i've been had a, I had a big health thing that i've been dealing with and and one aspect of that in having to be in the hospital for three days was for the first time you know ever was like just try, confronting this whole way of like well how much do you drink Did you know your blood pressure is high? Did you know you haven't had a colonoscopy in, in too long? And it's just like all these things that are meant to be even like honestly on the label useful things from a person are so often usually unintentionally grounded in shame, reiterating shame. And ultimately, at least in my, this is where I get real weird, is in the way people unintentionally as a society, as a culture, as a tribe, teach us a certain kind of shame that we're, we eventually learn to carry and put onto ourselves and consequently mm-hmm. put on others. And if you've ever wondered about that, ask your parents why they're how they were. And there's a pretty good sure. chance your parents yeah. were how they were because their parents made them ashamed about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So now when we yell at our kids about screen time, whatever that means, like when we yell at yell our kids about means. stuff, we're basically saying something that we hope impresses a dead parent. So that's mm-hmm. something I think about a lot right now, and I'm operationalizing as a, as a project to as I explained recently on another show, there's like this two-track approach of like, yeah, continually to try and become a better person and a more wholesome person and a con- more kind person. And, and again, c- kindness is a lot of about what you don't do in life. It's not stuff people see. A lot of the writing, a lot of your writing is writing you don't do. People won't see, realizing you don't need to write. So, all those kinds of like those complex like internal uh, voyages we take. So my mental health is pretty good considering Sure. Um, but that that's the thing I'm thinking about a lot right now. How are you guys? What? Oh, Matt, can uh, I,
0: I? Okay, go ahead. Jeff. Go ahead. Yeah, talk,
3: talk I was going to say the thing about carrying the shame that is in a way carrying the shame of a parent. Um, there was a thing a, a therapist said to me a long time ago, and it was like this, it was this thing to say, right? It's always kind of funny to say these things out loud, and especially mm-hmm. in public, but it, it really hits there, which is like to find a way to hand it back in a way that doesn't feel like resentful. It, she was like, she was like, "I have been carrying for this for you out of love, and I return it to you now."
1: With yeah, one are, are the numerous burdens we get from people that we love, whether that's something that somebody regards as an heirloom that's been sitting in a basement for ten years yep. that you've been saving for some reason. There's all these things that we give to somebody, but you're right. But how do you? The turning back is such an interesting idea. Like. I understand so much, I feel like about oh, it's always an evolving understanding of why the people in my life are how they are. I think, in particular, my mom's husband died when we were all pretty young, including my dad. And like she just, I think, could never bear the idea of loss, of mm-hmm. like losing me in particular. like I was the last thing she had apart from the Pontiac. And like how mm-hmm. do you how do you do that without being a little bit of a nut? And sometimes the more we care about somebody in our head, the way I would phrase it, I would never say this publicly, but the way I would phrase it is like, no, really, really just kind of talked yourself into being a nut about something, but because it comes from a good place, that's who you are now. And it's the turning turning it back part is so interesting, but like, I don't know, there's a phrase I picked up somehow a long time ago, which is uh, instrumental again for me, stupid can't stick to me. It's like, mm. I get to define the terms of my personal integrity and I get mm-hmm. to decide whose bs i'm going to carry around so whether that goes for news articles i don't need to see you know anger about twitter or like whatever it is there's just all this stuff where i've learned to become a little more reflective about that and go i can understand that but that doesn't mean i have to eat a plate of it all the time yeah
0: yeah god you sound like someone who's who's been through therapy do you do therapy i was gonna
2: say I was going to say this is this is definitely sounding like therapy talk, which is I don't mean in a derogatory way at all. Like, no, we,
0: no actually, we all like, love therapy. We that's, all love that's, therapy. It's,
1: it's so interesting and so ironic, ironic. Because no, I don't do talk therapy, uh, but you know, I, I don't have time to go into it. It's a corner. Yeah, you pick up all this corner. wisdom. Like, I do pick up a lot of wisdom. That's true. Yeah, the um, <laughs> but. Like that book, The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has just, I I think about it more than anything I've read since getting things done. If for people who know the the Merlin podcast universe, like it's, I think about The Body Keeps the Score constantly. And Not because I'm a Vietnam vet, because so much we understand or think we understand about how we got how we are is elides some, not, I'm not going to be like that guy who's like, yeah, well, it's all like medical. It is all medical, but the problem is like your brain is trying so hard to help you. And the more we feed it the stuff that we think is helping, it's like drinking salt water. It's not Mm -hmm. actually going to quench your thirst. You're just a guy on a boat drinking the ocean, but that feels like the right thing to do. And that book, which is about trauma and the way that trauma kind of leaves a mark on you in an invisible, but very real way. Uh, not just about trauma, but if I had one pitch mm-hmm. to make, well, first of all, I'd say, listen to that interview with Ezra Klein, with Bessel van der Kolk, that's oh, what so got good. me into it. Really good interview, like mm-hmm. a life-changing interview for me. But also that <clears throat> it's 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 interesting, One of the, part of the thrust of the book that I hate to spoil is that, yeah, I know you think you don't have trauma. I know, that's the point. The point is that your body and your mind, which are actually highly related, <laughs> your your brain is doing everything it can to keep you from being sad to keep you from being mm-hmm. expelled by the tribe for pointing out that the priest touched your tutor like whatever it is there's stuff in your body and your mind that represent adaptations over you know millions of years and um and so when we say we don't have trauma well it's because that's because that's, that's how the body keeps the score <laughs> is yeah. that like you, you teach yourself to believe that only people who are in Tre- Treblinka had trauma. And you're like, hmm. well, no, if you really accept that you've been re-injured in this same spot, thousands of times, sometimes without anything actually happening. Anybody here ever been scared when the phone rings? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're scared when the phone rings. Yep. I know that I am too. And I know that that is far from a unique thing that only millennials no, suffer we, from.
2: You, usually what it is, is that it, you know, it, it's like any sort of, you know, um, a, a PTSD or whatever is that you've had like an event that was triggered, the really negative thing that was triggered when someone called you and you had that experience. And, and like, so, and, yeah. and it's recreated. I'm about to, I'm that about to be again.
1: evicted or my mom is dead.
2: Right, mm-hmm. well, I was gonna yeah, say exactly. I, I do. I do still sometimes have like when my mom calls me um, to this day. I'll never forget because when she, like the worst phone call I've ever received was when um, my aunt and uncle died um, two days after Thanksgiving, and it was completely unexpected. And um, you you I'm getting get emotional even talking about it. No, you can't. And, and in that case, it was the, the the thing that I guess like I have residual issues overnight and i'm again like you know just you have a, the emotional response even like thinking back all these years later is i will never forget the sound of her voice mm. and that was like and, and, and christina the worst never, thing i've ever heard
1: You never want that news again but you also never want to hear your mom's sound
2: well that's really what yeah. it is it, it, yeah. it, it, it has it, the, the news is is the, is the less um important aspect because the the part of that that is still emotional for me is my mom's reaction and knowing how she felt and Mm -hmm. so there are times that yeah like the phone will ring and it's my mom and like you know i'll do like a little deep breath because you're like okay am i ever going? because i i do know unfortunately that i will probably hear her sound that way again sure and and And, so
1: and it it happens in your head or in life it happens when the phone rings
2: Right, you, so right. So like, and, why is everybody so, is everybody
1: so weird about like somebody ringing the doorbell? You millennials are, are all avocado toast or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah. no, that's, that's, I've, and I've very much been that person. I've very much been that person of like trigger warnings, like I do grow up. Like I've been that person and I have become more vulnerable and open to the idea that it doesn't matter. But like I, I just I, I think there's there's so many unnecessary negativities that inhabit our lives that we unintentionally um give to others, but also are constantly looking for a way to, to put on ourselves. And it, it, it a lot of us are having a pretty weird day before the phone rings. And like yeah. if there's one way I try to describe the anxiety that I have and as partly as a component I think of my ADHD, is that I experience A lot of things much more deeply than other people, especially negative things. And more saliently, it sticks with me a lot longer. And that's why it becomes a very lonely journey to try and explain to somebody why you don't like the phone ringing. And that turns Mm -hmm. into, like, again, this thing of like, oh, Gen Z is however. But no, it's like, it's like we, you can't really describe it to people, not least because we are not encouraged to interrogate why that is. We are not encouraged to figure out, on the one hand, like, it's, and it's things, it's not an unalloyed good or easy thing to just have some journey and go like, well, I've decided this is, you know, this kind of like Irish version, Irish Catholic version of therapy where you like have an afternoon and then like, okay, no, go back to your craziness. Like it's, it's very difficult to try and locate that in yourself, let alone articulate to somebody that you care about.
2: Right. But it comes
1: out as I'm mad at everybody. Sometimes like in Vander Kolk talks about this, why are these Vietnam vets coming back? They're so screwed up, but why do they have bursts of anger? Why, you know, Something I said—they've been, been holding it in because they
2: have to pretend like they're okay for so long, and to- yeah, and, then, and, to- and and, totally and they can't it can't do anything else. Yeah. So it just. But, but
1: also, out. The, like when I was, I I heard fight or flight as talking yeah. about the autonomic responses. I've heard about fight or flight most of my life. You know, I oh, didn't hear until, until that book was freeze, and I think yeah, freeze, freeze needs a lot more yep. widespread understanding. Yeah. With people, I only learned if about if something freeze physically recently. happened to you and you were held, were held down. I'm not even saying it has to be that, but you know, that feeling of I can't escape from how this is right now. And that's pretty close to how I feel when I'm, I don't have panic attacks per se, but that's pretty close to how I feel when the phone rings is like, what is happening right now will be the worst thing that ever happened to me. And it will last forever. And I know I won't be able to handle it. Yeah, that's how it is. And I bet more people are like that than they'd like to admit.
0: I've probably talked about this before, but, uh. Both of my grandfathers died on the same day. and What?
3: That's so crazy.
0: My my maternal grandfather lived with us in the house I was in when I was 12. Um, And I woke up to the ambulances carting him out after a heart attack. And Mm. um, so my mom's already down. I've seen her cry for maybe the first time ever. Um, And then the phone rings. And my dad picks it up and it is the only time I've ever seen my dad cry. Like to this mm-hmm. day, it is the only time uh, when he found out his father was dead. Also of a heart attack on the same oh. day. Um, mm-hmm. It was, and yeah, you're, it was one and of it's those. It's interesting
1: how some of these stories, including Christina's, including yours, a lot of mine. And this, this comes up, I think in, in some of your better media is like, yeah, I don't want crappy things to happen to me. Like, I don't want For example, there's, I watched something recently where somebody was very brutally beat up. And the, the thing about it was like the thing that made it difficult for them and for the kid who saw it was the the kid eventually understood the the, kid, he didn't want to get beat up. My dad didn't want to get beat up, but what he really didn't want was for me to have to see it, to see him in that state. There's something about seeing people we love in a, in a very vulnerable and being hurt and vulnerable and us knowing there's nothing that we can do about it. How that's a kind of a form of freeze in some ways, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. I only like I started talking about fight or flight to my therapist and she clarified that it's fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. And that was that was news to me at the time. I'm like, actually that explains a lot of what I go through when I talk to my parents when I get, you know, triggered by religious stuff and things that have caused me trauma in the past. And um, shame. I freeze I do yeah shame for sure I like Merlin you, you haven't listened to the show for a while but I was recently diagnosed with PTSD oh should I just can I just do a quick mental health corner
1: yeah Hit I, um I wish uh, you would and also you know I, this is probably not for the show but you and I had a nice visit not too long ago where I reached with, out to you because I knew that you were yeah, I, we oh, had, yeah yeah we had a we you know we had a call yeah we a, did we did yeah. That was and, very and like meaningful it was really it was, really, it was really something to get to chat with you but I I wish yeah. you would share that with your listeners you know
0: so yeah so well I was recently diagnosed with PTSD which is the DSM version of what I actually have which is complex PTSD which is PTSD that stems not from a single event but from repeated trauma and um it wasn't yours and especially is-
1: localized to Religion? Wasn't there, yeah. wasn't there like a name It's very for much
0: it's very much what is known as religious trauma syndrome. Um, and uh, that's also not a DSM term, which we talked about last week, but um, they are recognized kind of maladies, if you will. And the when you talk about shame, when you talk about so like the only people I can blame directly for that kind of repeated trauma are my parents. Um, But I also have to recognize that especially my mom came from a deep south long line of like Baptists.
1: They were probably both doing their best every day. And that's the problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Exactly exactly yeah. and and i have we always assume that we're, we're,
1: we're good at stuff and everybody else sucks or isn't as smart or isn't as careful or isn't as pious but like this is something again from that i wrote in this thing that i'm working on which is like every day everybody's doing their this is so annoying to people to say this but every day everybody's doing their best and that's the yeah. problem and that's like the you, when you say oh do better well like that's, well, that's like why don't you just be tall <laughs> off well, Most it is, well it is what it was what it was to paraphrase the cliche yeah. which is like if you could have done better that day don't you think think you would have
2: yeah most people and that, yeah. that
1: being a parent mm-hmm. it's a lot i mean like not just me but like everybody is like oh man i wish i could redo that i wish i could retake that i wish i oh, yeah. could have avoided saying like again i don't want to trigger anybody but like stuff like you know why didn't you finish your dinner which seems mm-hmm. like such an innocuous we're from a family we worry about people in china who are starving or whatever i'm like yeah but you also might be giving your kid a little bit of an eating disorder because of yeah. how often you point out that you don't realize this because you can't realize this, you don't realize how often you're telling your daughter you think she doesn't know how to eat and how to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And you mean it in the yep. best possible way. You're doing the mm-hmm. best you can every day. But again, you're trying to impress your dead mother when you do yep. that. And you just yep. don't know it. It's my opinion anyway. My, you're trying to stay in the tribe.
3: My mother
0: yeah. once told me, and I talked to her about this. She doesn't remember it, but I was I was home from college and I was talking about, I I had I was after college. I had been recently diagnosed as bipolar. And um, she said to me that she was sorry. And I'm going to paraphrase because this isn't how she said it. But what I heard was, I'm sorry I had you. I'm sorry I birthed you and passed on all of these defects that run in my family. Like her mother had clinical depression, her brother was bipolar, um, like there's undiagnosed ADHD. And she felt like she was responsible for where i was at and her response to that was to apologize for bringing me into this world and holy shit that is like like i honestly the only thing i could feel was sympathy for her uh, the fact that she felt responsible. I don't for think she meant
1: it, it as, I'm sorry, you. I mean, yeah. like, no, exactly. It like, it's, it's become very occurrence to go, Oh, she how would, can anybody have kids today in this world with yeah. the environment? Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. No, she, but once you've had a kid, you never say, Oh, boy, I really wish I hadn't had this kid. I really want to help the environment. Yeah. That's no, not and that's it,
0: not what it, she yeah. meant. That's no. just what I heard. And that's not the yeah. way she said it. Uh, she said it in a very, like, kind of apologetic, loving way. Uh, like, I'm sorry I'm responsible. I'm sorry I brought for, you in. I'm sorry I passed all of this on to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah which is its own form it's of... Well, <laughs> honestly, I think I got my ADHD from my dad's side. And I've learned that both ADHD and bipolar are symptoms of complex PTSD. Uh, dude, so maybe...
1: Dude, I wish maybe maybe I didn't get it conversation we had for 15 years. I can't even tell you... Like, let's just one word, Lamictal. I can't tell you how many yeah. people I know... <laughs> Who got whatever they started? However they are, nobody would help them because they thought they were weird and they had a brain problem. And that's a whole thing when you go to a doctor. Like, oh no, no, I'd rather just treat your strain from pickleball. I don't want to deal with your brain. That's like for a different that kind of pickleball. dog. Fucking pickleball! You're wearing the wrong pickleball shoes. I just learned about pickleball <laughs> shoes, which to me is like a video game chair. I just don't understand it. Yeah, but like, yeah. but 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 you go like, I, I you know I. <laughs> everybody's trying to help. Everybody's trying to be decent, but also everybody is, is unintentionally walking around. And I'm not going to get into a political thing that causes problems here, but just insert once this idea that, that what, what if you look to people and I'm not saying this means you have to like people. I'm not saying this just, but like the first step toward a lot of things is understanding and understanding something on its terms rather than yours. And if all we ever do is choose to see our world through our own terms, Maybe the secondary thing that sucks is the world won't get better, but a primary thing that sucks is you won't get better because yeah. you are so cleft to these parameters, these you know ice cube paper thin walls of like that have that have like formed who you are. And I, I think there's a way to handle that in a way that's muscular and assertive and is not just merely about going, I'm mad at the world and want to do primal primal scream therapy. Not yeah. saying you shouldn't, but. It's, it's really complicated, but like, I can't tell you how many friends I I have now I've learned or have taken Lamictal and like, first they were just another screwed up person. And then they, oh my God, you have depression. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Thanks. As my strength told me the first month that I was with him, like there's so many problems with people, depression being the thing that they've identified uh, in the client and then not realizing that it is actually. A bipolar, and maybe not even the bipolar that you thought. And guess what? Mm-hmm. If you, we've talked about this, Brett, if you treat somebody for chronic depression, MDD, like any of the depressions, there's a pretty good chance that the thing you're using to treat them will actually harm them mm-hmm. because the depression yeah. is just one aspect. Right. I mean, yeah. if you keep putting gas in your glove box, your car's not going to go. And if that's somebody whose job it is to put gas in, in the glove box, which sounds like a line from a Steely Dan song. But if that's it that really person's does. job, they're going to be very, <laughs> is there gas in the glove box? Like they're going to be very resistant to going, well, I don't understand. Why would you want gas in the tank? That that seems like a fire sure. hazard. I don't know. It sounds silly, but like it's. No, I know what you mean. But then on top of it all, I have two friends that I co-host podcasts with who started out that way. We've gone through the first two. Third one. Oh, guess what? You've actually got, I don't know how we phrase this, but bipolar, a diagnosis of being bipolar. And then in each instance both of them got a subsequent diagnosis of say it with me Brett ADHD. 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 Mhm. And guess what? That makes all of those preceding things so much more complicated. Mhm.
0: Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is that is the tightrope I walk is how do I treat my ADHD without triggering manic episodes? Yep. Um and like dealing like when I'm in a depressive state ADHD meds don't do anything for me. Um, when I am depressed, I can take all the stimulants I want, it's not gonna fix it. Um can, and can it I also just guess
1: that and if you get too much of the ADHD when you're not you're depressed, when you're the other well, you know, do we say manic? <laughs> When you ride on the trains in Chicago a lot all weekend, for example. <laughs> a friend of mine. But like when you're having an episode, if you were to pop an Adderall or a Vivance or like a whatever, that might even further escalate.
0: Yeah. So I, yeah. one of the things, um, for a long, and I know that you have been on Folkland before as well. Um, when, uh, when I switched back to Vivance after a long time, uh, my, the driving force was I would get manic and I would, I would love my Vi uh, my Focalin. like my Folkland would extend my manic episodes mm. to a point where it was problematic, and I was basically using the folklore. In... Do
1: cocaine in a movie? And yeah. a movie when somebody does cocaine, they don't do a little bit of cocaine and then stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, and certainly you could say to that person in a very no, lucid I've... way, Hey, you know, uh, Al Pacino in Scarface, I think you've had enough cocaine for now. I have, like, you've got I have... the cocaine you
0: need to do your yeah. work, and now no, maybe you don't have I've all had of a the cocaine, cocaine problem. I know I've you know what noticed. makes
1: you want to do cocaine. In part, is cocaine, mm, and for and sure. and like I know the way I've described this in a way that I, I imagine is controversial to some people is that like I got off Adderall because it was long story, but like there's never been anything that made me feel more like myself than Adderall. Mm-hmm. Twenty two minutes from I wake up to I'm writing, and like let me get my hands around life in a way. It, the, it ended up that the side effects or the results of being on Adderall we're not always good, mm. but like you have to, I feel like you have to be so careful because if you're looking at your life in terms of integrity, by which I don't mean brand, but in terms of wholeness in a more like kind of Buddhist way, if you look at your life as having like a contiguous series of events and thoughts that represents you, it's the triple dip cream dream to find whatever it is that helps you be who you want to be to yeah. become who you want to become or a similar thing it's like to feel like how i want to feel now those all are very related but those can you have somebody who's doing just a butt ton of cocaine going. It helps me be who I want to be. To quote the, the now discredited Bill Cosby, you know, uh, a great bit. No, I grew up on Bill Cosby. I'm not going to – Oh, man. Why is there air? Why is there
3: air? I played that record, I mean, as much as – Oh, for
1: me, it was my brother brother Russell whom I slept with. And um, But the, there's one where he's talking – there's one in, in Bill Cosby himself, the special, where he's talking about drugs and talking about people who do cocaine. And people say, "Hey, you got to do the cocaine because it makes you, you know, more of however you are." And you blip this. I said, "Well, what if you're an asshole?" <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, some of us are an asshole, and the cocaine's not making it better. But is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, like well, in, that, honestly, in that at that moment, I have again a dear friend of mine that I think has been on the show, like has to be circumspect about reloading the pistol. W- yeah. with the stuff that seems so, like, like the right
0: thing. I've mm-hmm. I've had a cocaine addiction. Like I've been through that. I know exactly what you mean when you say cocaine m- makes you want cocaine. Um it's a self-perpetuating cycle. And no like I I got clean. I haven't done hard drugs for like 20 years. Uh but focalin is the closest I've ever gotten to doing cocaine again. It brought that uh frontal lobe Kind of pleasure and feeling. It really does and,
1: feel like something is lighting up. Yeah, something that exactly. was dim before is now lighting up.
0: So what's been happening yeah. for the last week? Uh, I think even before I think I mentioned this last time we recorded is I thought I might have switched to type one bipolar because I was just having day after day of being productive, but I was sleeping, and yeah, like I've been sleeping eight hours a night. I've been sleeping nine hours a night and then having these productive days. And what I've realized is this is maybe what normal people have. Um, This level of energy I've always seen in other people who just have this constant drive. How are you still
1: having, I say to my wife sometimes, like, how are you still having meetings at three o'clock? You've had (laughs) so many meetings today. And like yeah. you and like her place where she works, I don't know why. They do lots of meetings on Fridays, and I'm always like, well, That's crazy <laughs> right. for a variety yeah, of reasons. No, persons.
0: totally <laughs> my company doesn't do meetings on Friday.
1: But like people, but, but like seriously though, like people isn't that an example though, or like or people yeah, who yeah, are still yeah. like I'm like, how are you is it just coffee? I know you people love your coffee drinks, <laughs> but like how are you still so conscious, let alone yeah. animated, at like three or four o'clock? I, I my I have a big precipitous drop after like two PM if I'm
0: being I am to, uh, I am fortunate to work in a company that, A, just doesn't do meetings on Mondays and Fridays, and B, um, works. It's an international team, so we have to find times that work for everybody. And even, like, U.S.-based people, most of our team is in California. So okay, the nice. earliest meeting for me will be 10 a.m., uh, which, like today. you know. It, it works. It works great
1: today. I love today, it. 10 a.m. That's is isn't that ironic 10 a.m. for funny? you? But that was my suggestion was 10 a.m. Me. My time. Yeah, I know. Right, 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 right. no. Um,
0: but yeah, anyway, I, I will concede, I will cede my mental health corner
3: to, uh, whoever wants to go next. Do you want to go, Christine? It might actually might lead nicely into our custom GPT yeah. uh, conversation.
2: No, sure thing. Sure thing. Um, I, uh, uh, no real updates uh, on on my end. Um, I, I'm still waiting um, to hear back on. on uh, I have to get additional blood work to figure out some of the health stuff. So no update on that. If anybody was curious, it is what it is. My ADHD has been. I've been struggling with that, and uh, it's funny hearing you you to talk about like the magic and powers of of, of cocaine and uh, you know like <laughs> getting kind of that thing from Adderall and whatnot. God, I wish cocaine had any impact on me. It does not. Like I have, I tried it. Exa- I, and, I tried I, it
1: exactly once. I tried cocaine, and I'm a, I was I was grew up in the 80s at a time when everybody was doing cocaine. My yeah. I had friends who I was like, you just done cocaine? I mean, you might as well say that you like I don't know did hand stuff on Mount Everest. That's crazy <laughs> to me. I tried it exactly once. It had no effect, and I could not be more grateful.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, now, ephedrin, I, ephedrine. I, to- I
1: used to eat ephedrine. Yeah, mm-hmm,
0: or- mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sure. 10 yeah. 20 no problem
2: i um, yeah I, 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 I i've been on on dexedrine which is you know like a, a, a more and even more pure adderall dexedrine uh, that's old school it's very old school isn't yeah, that mother's I, little helper um i mean, <laughs> no, I mean basically. From, the stone, from the
1: stone song yeah like yes, 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 yes.
2: yeah well that is the
1: subject of mother's little helper Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I
2: mean, I mean, it's basically it's 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 like almost pure um, amphetamine salt. Um, And so it's 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 legal speed. Um, And I've been uh, on some amount of that since I was uh, 15 or 16 years old. So um, like the majority of my life um, at, at this point. And so, yeah, so cocaine has no impact on me. But at the same time, my ADHD, which is the reason I've been on the Dexter string for so long, I am struggling with it. And then for me, a lot of times when my ADHD is bad, that will lead to, to go back to what you were talking about with shame earlier, that trigger, that will trigger like anxiety spirals and like kind of like a, you know, panic attack stuff, which then just makes me more panicked and more, you know, like shut down, which leads to more feelings of, of shame and disappointment and and whatnot, which leads to more. So it's kind of a perpetuating cycle. Yeah, so it's,
1: like a, it's it's ironic that that's called a positive feedback loop because it's certainly right.
2: This negative, sure. right? But it's like precisely. if you're
1: ever a little kid who swished back and forth in the bathtub. You can find that you can either work against the wave or with the wave. But if you wake, work with the wave, mom is going to be mad, <laughs> and and that's kind of what you're describing, right? Is you you going like, oh, this this is good. This feels this feels less bad, and then like you just it's so hard to manage.
2: Yeah. Well, no, I mean, none of it feels good. It's just that, in it, but but then it feels bad, and then you you feel bad about feeling bad, and then it gets yeah, worse. Yeah. But regardless, anyway, um, I'm I've been struggling with my ADHD this week. I don't really know a solution for that other than. Um, I got to talk to my, uh, my psychiatrist, I guess, uh, potentially about another med solution. The problem is, is I'm already on so much texadrine right now. I, taking more is not going to help. So I don't know right. if there's something else so, I So can it's take. an instance
1: of like, it's not that there's no, I'm par- paraphrasing or guessing here, but it sounds like you're saying it's not that it doesn't have any effect on you. It's just that the effect that it's having is not, I mean, there's a thing a lot of folks I think don't know, which is oh, why do you take speed? You know, and it's like, well, you take speed because as it turns out, the thing that um, amphetamines do is what helps you produce uh, dopamine in a more wholesome way. You know, the speedy part, the like, let's go disco dance part is technically kind of a side effect. And whether it's mushrooms or this, there are a lot of people or a handful of people who are starting to ask, like, well, is it the chemical change or is it the experience? And in your case, right. the experience of the like, hee, 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 I've had a lot of that. You're getting, you might get that, but you're not getting the salutary effects that it's on label for.
2: Right, right. And it's not helping uh, your
1: ADHD. It, well, it's not helping
2: my ADHD. Mm-hmm. And to be completely honest, I don't get the hee, hee, he, hee, I'm, I'm on speed thing. Like, honestly, it's one of those things, like, I will feel my heart rate increase and I will know that, you know, like when it's kicked in, but it's not as 22 if. 22 minutes for me. Yeah, but but it's not as if it will have like an impact on my behavior. You know what I mean? Like I do, other than maybe like I have do. an elevated heart rate. It's not like I feel a high of any sort.
1: You're, you're getting what a lot of people regard as a desire or some element. Like it's just that, like you know, it's funny. I, one of the things that got me off Adderall was this realization. Several things, but and I, God, I would love to be back on Adderall. I would kill to be on Adderall right now. But but like what, part of part of what got me with that with that was just this idea of like, well, I mean, and this is a as a thought experiment. Like, we've all been on drugs at one point in our life where the side effects were just overwhelmingly bad yes. and negative. Well, for me, the my side life. effects yeah. are awesome. And then the question becomes, like, would I seek this treatment and would I adhere to it as diligently if the side effects weren't ones that I like?
0: Or even or even if they were neutral.
1: Right. It's certainly, yeah. I mean, I looked forward to getting up in the morning and having mm-hmm. an Adderall. I, I yeah. mm-hmm. No Mm -hmm. shame there. Like, that's just a fact.
2: Yeah. Because, and then
1: like people say, oh, you're abusing it. But like, no, well, like if you're, if you're like a salesman who's very charismatic, are you abusing your charisma? Like people who have the wiring for this stuff to not be a big deal. There's a reason Starbucks is on every corner. Love right. that damn coffee. They're all people's all gacked out on all these different things. Anyway, now I sound defensive, but
2: that's no, but well, no, Hopefully. but totally. I mean, but I will, I will say, I will say for me, and I totally get that. Um, I don't, I don't get that though. It's one of those things where, like, yeah, my heart rate, uh, will, will increase and I might speak even more quickly, but I'm not getting like, I guess, the positive dopamine response. You don't feel like super engaged,
1: has- like pedals down. You don't get that feeling of like super engagement.
2: Um, I used to, I haven't <clears throat> in a long time. And so uh, I, I, I have get them? it a little bit more. Can I have I mean, all
1: of them, please? Oh, totally. <laughs> I,
2: I will give them all to you. But but I if,
1: promise I, to be responsible.
2: Which honestly, to, <laughs> well, that's the interesting thing. And and I have no shame in this. Uh, this is when we're just sharing a mental health corner. I can also just share like drug crimes. Um, I very frequently will like you know have mine with me and because I get sixty because I take it twice a day. Um, uh, I, if somebody who is not ADHD and who could actually like benefit, like if we're, you know, running like on like a, you know, a big project where you've got to work like 20 hours straight and whatnot, I will ask people and be like, do you want to take half of one of these? You're probably going to not want to take the full thing because that's going (laughs) to totally get you fucked up. But if you want to, especially,
1: especially if you don't have ADHD.
0: Yeah, totally. We pulled an all nighter at CES once and (laughs) I gave someone half of one of my Vivants and Oh it was God. crazy to see the effect on them. I've yeah. never seen him. He was talking like you do normally. Yes,
2: <laughs> totally. And, and, um, yeah. well, imagine me the, 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 few times that I have had like that instance when like the, the dexedrine and the nodos fused was what I imagine it would be like if, if cocaine worked on me because it was, it's genuinely like one of those things out of a movie where some, the person is talking so fast and is so frenetic and also was so productive, but um, I, I don't, uh, get, um, that impact. Uh, but on this note, I guess that's why I need to talk to my psychiatrist. Um, I did, I think the last time I really kind of felt any of that. And and to your point, I don't know if I'm seeking the side effect or what it is. I don't actually care. Like, I, I just want to get back on the thing where I feel like I I don't, I
1: don't want to be right. I want to be happy.
2: Right. I mean, I, I I, I want you to
1: fix this, like fix it. And like, I don't need a persuasive. as Tom Wolfe would say, I don't need a persuasive theory about what my problem is. If you've got some, if just if you're not, if you think you can just totally. give me antibiotics, it'll mm-hmm. make the infection go away. Go for
2: no, it. I one thousand percent. But uh, I I used to be on a drug called Provigil or, or Modafinil, and my husband I'm on it right sort of now. Take, it's what I take every um, morning. It's f- fucking great. Uh, but I used to take that and the Dexadrine at the same time. And it was fantastic. And the only reason I stopped that um, uh, dual treatment was because of the price at the time of ProVigil and my insurance company wouldn't cover it's, it. But I, I um, used to
1: buy it on the like the gray market. Yeah. You yeah, about that. Mm, you talk week, about that. Yeah. Yeah. You I used can, to buy Amon A- 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 L- on the black. As, as, yeah. as got outlawed like in different states and it's right a bummer like that and it, when i was i'll tell you about grandpa merlin gonna tell you a story Nineteen, nineteen eighty-seven. 1987 you could go into the shell station and get uh-huh. i want to say 25 or 50 ephedrine for like 2.99 3.99 and then i have i still have a google sheets document tracking the price of it over time but like <laughs> it's it's um i'm sorry go ahead i'm interrupting go ahead
2: no 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 you're no you're good you're good um but my, my husband recently started taking um uh a provisional modafinil or whatever and we found out that with good rx and our us or insurance it's actually covered pretty well and so i um i'm going to talk to my psychiatrist and be like okay look you're probably not going to want to have me take as much dexedrine as i take and as much provisional as i was taking because that would be way too much but maybe i so could try
1: both of spot. those for different uh aspects yeah okay i was both of them at once that's interesting yeah
2: I was, uh, it worked real well. Um, uh, because, um, I think interestingly, I think with the dextrin helps with me more for, it's not even so much the ADHD. I think it does help my anxiety a little bit, uh, which is counter to very, ha-
1: very paradoxical, very difficult to explain to somebody.
2: Yes. Well, well, but it's even difficult to explain to doctors who are not well versed in it. As I know, when I have to tell Say any general it, practitioner, any general practitioner who doesn't know me, they're like, "Oh, well, you know, I think that th- this is your problem. You're on this and this." And I'm First like, thing we yeah. need to do
1: is get you off all these drugs and get you." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and I'm and
2: I'm, yeah, I'm I'll like, just "Hit
1: pause on my life, and like, right. I just won't be a person for a while." Well, you, you go and you and house go and just look at some posters of of bodies, exactly. which
2: I did six <laughs> months, which which was the last six months of 2023 for me, and was pretty fucking horrific having to go off of one antidepressant, start another that one didn't work and then go off of that one. Oh, you poor thing. That's like fun. like like zero stars would not recommend, do not encourage. But my point being like, but like the 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 Dexedrine does work. And so I, I've been very like I I oftentimes don't want to argue with doctors because I've had bad experiences when I do. But one area where I will mm-hmm. is when they're yeah. like, oh well your Dexedrine, that might be a problem. And we're like, um go fuck yourself. I've been on it <laughs> since I was 15. Uh I guarantee you. That my heart rate and my you know speech pattern and everything else that you are uh, you know associating with with the speed I'm on would be identical. I mean the heart rate might be a little bit slower, but only just. Right. And I know this because you, I've tested that. They
0: were worried about your heart rate way before you started Dexedrine, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, and with general it,
3: practitioners, it's like you know what? Just because you read. An abstract of a recent study does that make you capable Well,
2: not only of... that, but a lot of times they will be like, oh, I think the reason that you have anxiety is because of this drug. And I'm like, no, actually, this has helped with the anxiety. In fact, yeah. that was one of the reasons initially, because I was a teenage girl in the 90s, um, it was rare to get an ADHD diagnosis. And I got one, but the doctor didn't even think that I was ADHD. It's just, we were like, we think that this might help with the depression and the anxiety. Um, but I can't get you a prescription for this for an off-label purpose. So I will give you an ADHD diagnosis. Now it turned out I am ADHD, but again, the '90s teenage girl—that's not something that you would get diagnosed with. Um, right. uh, girls it,
0: girls don't have ADHD.
2: Uh, Only no, boys are even even now it's hard. But like, uh, well, and, and thank God you, you don't to, seem to uh,
1: be a behavioral problem for me yet. So you're <laughs> yeah, a girl. Yeah. You can't have ADHD. Yeah.
2: Right. Well, and 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 to be honest, I. It was a weird. I, it was a weird switch where I went from having no ADHD symptoms to having ADHD symptoms, and it was seemingly almost overnight. And it, it that was well, interesting. Were you when you're
1: expressing out of curiosity? I, I this is something. Forgive me. I've talked about so no. much lately because. But like the um, uh, when I was younger, which is a long time ago, but like before we when it was just ADD, like in the in yes. the nineties, mm-hmm. the 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 primary thing that I think folks were aware of was the H. At least in in what I was aware of, it was the whole, like, your kid needs to sit down in class. You need to get them on Ritalin or, like, you need to go to a special school. Correct. And, like, I think that is the beginning of, uh, I don't want to talk broadly, but, like, there's (laughs) such a lack of understanding about what is happening and stuff that seems extremely paradoxical to people. It's really not that paradoxical. It's not that difficult to understand if you, you understand that there's these pipes and wires in your brain. And you look at it this one way because your pipes and wires work this way and then my, mine work in this other way. It doesn't mean we have like s- different species brains, but like the, the very first time I've, this is a 40 second story. My friend, Leslie Harpold, RIP, my friend, um, one day she, she, she said to me, you know, this is a twice told tale, but it's I think important. Circa, I was 43 folders days so circa 2004 or 5 she goes like oh you know you got adhd and i'm like rrr, rrr, that's nice. I'm gonna, every doctor says i should just drink water and take walks and she she gave me two adderall and she said take one of these and see mm-hmm. what happens pretty much that was it like you know she's she's a nut she was the best but anyway the next day i did take one and i wrote three to five thousand words and i didn't run around i did not have right. the age. The H that I have is in my head. The H is not in my legs. The H is in my head. But, and she said, well, then you've absolutely got ADHD, said Dr. Mm -hmm. Leslie Harpold. Because if you'd taken that and wanted to go out and like, I don't know, dance to DJ Shadow, that would mean that like you're normal. The fact that that made you more focus like, in dead I off. had energy, but boy, the sure. focus, that's the thing people miss is that, like, that, well, that's the not thing. that I can't concentrate. I want to be able to choose what I concentrate on.
2: Right. You want to be able to actually be able to, 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 do what you need to, to do yes. um, and be able to do it in like an orchestrated way. is very way. paradoxical no, to people. It is very paradoxical. You know? And, yeah. and so, and look, to be clear, I am ADHD. Um, My question, and I've talked about this before and I, I don't want to go too long is there was a switch uh, when I I I was uh, diagnosed with depression when I was fourteen. Although I diagnosed myself when I was nine, and I probably had symptoms going back as early as six. Um, it, it, but like, so you know, for me, um, it is not informed by like for a lot of people, things that have been informed by traumas and and other things in your life. For me, not to say those things haven't later on impacted things, but there was a biochemical thing with my brain that I'm aware of going back to six years old. I can I can recall when you know, memories and things like that. And I, I diagnosed myself with depression when I was nine years old uh, because of a TV commercial of all things. Like I was like, Oh yeah, I have all that. That's completely me. Um, was it and for again, King?
1: What was it for? Do you remember?
2: Uh, it was. It was <laughs> I think, I think it was for a mental health center actually. And they were like kind of going through like this. Called something depression. like
1: long view or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. It was, it, was, it, was, it we was have
1: char- horses girls charter- can come here with their,
2: was-
3: everyone wears the same outfit. Yeah, that. basically, it was, it, was, easy.
2: <laughs> it was for a center called Charter that I don't Charter Peachford, which I don't even know if that exists anymore. But, um, but I was uh, depressed. And then I tried to use antidepressants. And again, this was hard, because i was 14. And a girl Uh, which was rare. And at the time we didn't have a lot of adolescent uh, SSRI studies. And then beyond that, my bone age and my body weight were so low. They literally had no data on like, what does a a person who weighs 67 pounds, what does an SSRI do to them? And how do you dose that? Like they literally didn't know. Um, So I went through a lot of shit with that. But one of the side effects was After I went on Paxil, Paxil Prozac, I think it was Paxil, was uh, basically I became classic ADHD and I'd never really.
1: You didn't get numb? You got, that's so interesting. Doesn't that make a lot of people feel numb?
2: Yeah, some of it. Well, I did get numb actually, but in addition to that, and and it could have been a coincidental thing with hormones, brain clusters, whatnot, I have no idea. But then I also, Mm. I went from being. A very diligent focused like studious type a ocd to the max person to one to not being able to focus on anything not being able to concentrate not being able to force myself to to study to like every aspect of myself completely switched and and it it appeared as and you know was adhd and so i got a diagnosis for that um and and definitely the the dexedrine helped uh years later i added ProVigil to the mix. And that was a great combo because again, I have some, um, uh, there were some other things that were helpful, like anxiety and depression. The two of them worked well together. I don't know, you know, it, this might just be me like grasping at straws and being like, Oh, go back to this thing that worked, you know, 18 years ago. Um, yeah. and, and that you had to give up a decade. I always search ago. for my keys
1: here because the light's good
2: yeah um you know like right like like like, go back to this thing that that worked that you had to go off of for you know medical um uh billing reasons and and not anything else let's see if that will will fix things and i don't know if it will or won't but i do need to and he might even say at this point uh, he's like when i prescribed you to do both of those at the same time back then that was fine but now there's no way that you know, the world's a
1: lot at least in my experience, in the time that I've sought help for this from somebody who's actually willing to help me. Um, and that's, those are both important. Uh, I, I mean, things kind of have in terms of like a little bit of the understandings gotten better and some of the drugs have gotten better. It just feels like they're, they're not, still not good, but like oh, the yeah. tools have gotten a little less blunt.
2: Oh no, that's true for sure. And and I, I I'm lucky seeing the same psychiatrist that I saw who prescribed me those things to begin with. So um, I don't I'm sorry, know. am sorry you're having I, a bad I, week. I, that sucks. Uh, so yeah. So, so I need, I need to find out, like, I need to talk to him about getting my ADHD back in control. And that was too long. Anyway, I'm, I'm done. Oh.
1: I had to go off Vyvanse because I have high blood pressure. I'm ready to throw it to you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that I would be back vivance oh, Vyvanse and Vyvanse. It's nothing was ever as good as the one before in terms of, effect. Right? I mean, Adderall is a pretty Holy high bar, and I thought, like, uh, Focalin, you know, for, for the first one they tried was, I think, Ritalin. And because my, you know, as much as he is a Libertarian nut, like, he, we did start off and ramp up, especially with Lamictal. Uh, ramp up, ramp down, buddy. Um, But, but like, trying just little bits. And and then you'd have, like, a what seems like an effective dose. And we tried different things. And he's, I'm, I love the fact that he's open to trying different things. But, like, you know, honestly, Vivance was not as good as, you know. Focalin. Focalin. Focalin was not as good as Adderall. Adderall. And the whole reason I'm on modafinil is like he feels like that is it's not in the sweet spot, but it's in the less sour spot type. The less sour spot for like you you will get some of the effects you need out of this without increasing your heart rate well, I which was is some, say, or blood pressure, which I have to I was going
2: to say, that's why my husband w- was was taken off of his. He'd been on Vyvanse or Dexedrine or whatever. And, and and Dexedrine, Vyvanse, for people who don't know, actually is Dexedrine with a couple of molecules difference. And then uh, – Same with yeah, changed, Adderall. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. They, so they you can't pymer- snort it. Well, that was gonna. Truly. I was gonna say it's, no. It's, I I know. Yeah. Uh, the the main change they made is so you couldn't snort it, but you can still abuse it. You put it in water; it's fine. Um, and uh, but the bigger thing, honestly, uh, the snorting thing was the the cover for the real reason they changed it. It was to extend the patent life. Uh it, it, oh yeah, classic. Um, like
1: those all, all those allergy medicines. Yes. That well, yeah, and,
2: and, and speaking of like get, a get a, a different mechanism. Yeah. Oh, there there's a it's very similar drug uh from Provigil called Nuvigil it is not as effective it is not as good i've had negative a, experiences a, with A-minafidil,
0: it aminaphidol as it's known uh, right? generically that's yes. funny
2: yeah but it's called nuvigil and again that was done because the um patent one for on provigil was coming up and they're like oh shit we 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 got to extend this cuz this modafinil is incredibly expensive um even off um a prescription uh it's incredibly expensive but, Still. yeah
0: yeah Amenafidil is so much easier to find on the black market than actual menafidil. Like, Amenafidil, you can buy black market just about anywhere
1: for some and, reason it sounds like somebody who runs them in militia to me i mean you, god totally. you know hear what they did to Amon? what they did totally. to Amon Napodil?
3: <laughs> Amon is not his father <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't, but uh call but,
1: me mr deaf and he'll call me Amon.
2: yeah but anyway but we'll, we'll, we'll see i don't know I, I i need to find something else but that's yeah um uh, but yeah but, but your but point, like, like you whole-
1: know one thing a lot of this comes back to is like a thing i i i, I People always talk about, oh, "I hope my kid gets into a good school," and I'm like, "Well, I hope my kid gets the good teacher." Like, because if yes. you go to the good school and don't get the good teacher, it's no
2: bar. Oh, that That's was a, my that was end. my first high school, uh, which was incidentally yeah. when my brain switched and I went from oh, like, "Oh, well, there you go." On, oh, but and finding the, the, the right
1: doctor really makes a difference. Yeah, no, so not but, but, just somebody who like kiss your ass, but like somebody who is curious and sympathetic. Oh, in a way that a lot of GPS aren't. Yeah.
2: Yeah no and, and no but my my high school was awful like my teenage part of it sucks so badly was that I went to this great school that had fucking terrible teachers and it turned out it wasn't really that great of a school because it was so high achieving all the kids were competitive and in a way that was toxic, and the parents were competitive and toxic, and the teachers were competitive. What's well, becomes known
1: as a good school, the end is already beginning because now it's become the sweaty place where sweaty parents want their kids mm-hmm. to go.
2: Well, and, and exactly. it was just, it, and it was you know, everybody was miserable, and then the teachers were completely ununderstanding. Uh, again, late '90s mental health stuff; they're not going to be there for that. Now we, I would absolutely sue them um, for, uh, for for how they treated me and what they did. Oh, oh wow. without a doubt. Oh, 100%. Oh, one hundred percent. Um, and then I also was trying to find the right psychiatrist, which I think I went through six or seven to find somebody, again, hard to find treatment, especially late 90s when you're a teenage girl for certain things they are not taking mental health seriously. Um, and- talk
1: to anybody today about trying to find a therapist.
2: Oh, I mean, it's awful. It's it's not just
1: COVID. My wife works at UC, which is a medical school, UC, San Francisco. And like, there's just been this diaspora of doctors in general. There's all this stuff you've heard about. A lot of doctors are retiring. A lot of everybody's retiring. But also, as you've probably heard, fewer people are becoming internist GPs or Mm -hmm. a term I hate and just learned last month is a hospitalist. Like fewer people are doing that because it's not just where the money is, but it's partly where the money is to be a specialist. Yes. And like, sure. it's just not attracting the same amount of like very engaged people who want to be a, a, a family physician like my mother before me kind of thing.
2: Right. No, everybody wants to be a, dem- a dermatologist, um, you know, or or or, or something right. when they, they want to make the money, which get it. But it yeah, it weakens the pool. Um yeah, well, how my son, psychiat-
1: Christina. How can I make your problem about your skin? Did you know the skin's the largest organ? <laughs> Instead of that dexedrine, dream, let's try this soothing cream. I recommend. You know, anyway. if you, when you put your makeup on, use a less strong <laughs> finger. Oh,
3: did you know oh. that? Like, don't
1: rub it. Don't rub it. Use a less strong finger, and always go up.
3: Here, <laughs> always go up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, most of you probably know how much I love Notion, who are the sponsor of today's episode. I use it all the time. It's something that I use for notes, uh, for for keeping track of documents, for keeping track of the discounts that I have various places. But now it has the power of AI that's built right inside, and Notion can work across your entire workspace. And for me, it's been really great because. When we think about wanting to like build our own LLMs, one of the cool things about that is that the Notion AI isn't just like asking basic questions about something that's actually able to ask questions around things that you have yourself. So if I want to get um, information about the different show notes that we have across all over Tired episodes, I can import those into Notion And then ask questions about that, which is very, very cool. And so Notion combines your docs, your notes, and projects into one space that is simple and beautifully designed. And the fully integrated Notion AI helps you work faster, write better, think bigger, doing tasks that normally might take you hours in just seconds. Like I said, if I bring in all of the show notes from the last however many hundred episodes of Overtired, I can ask a question and be like, what was the thing that we talked about in episode 67. And it can let me know, which is really useful because sometimes we've recorded so many of these episodes over so many years and such a sporadic like schedule. I don't remember what we did in episode 67, but no I can help me out. So Try Notion AI for free when you go to Notion.com slash overtired. That's all lowercase letters, Notion.com slash overtired to try the powerful, easy-to-use Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show, Notion.com slash overtired.
1: Hey, Jeff, how's your corner? Yeah. <laughs> We've done
3: it like again. We could, We've gone in an hour. I feel like oh. we could leverage the fuck out of these discussions with SEO. Um, yes. At this oh point And God. I do feel like We're leaving sponsor money On the best, table
1: best, best Christina depression Sexy Christina depression
2: Um <laughs> I mean look We uh-huh. can get the drug companies Honestly if you want to sponsor us Like I'll read your ad read I'm not going to actually tell you Oh me to your too drug, But I will I will. I feel like well, I want to use your, your VPN
1: ad. But I will talk about your opioid mm-hmm. The
3: Absolutely. most uncontroversial drug We talk about is Lamictal And I feel like it yeah. comes up With <laughs> well, guests with the least like, That's yeah. the least so
1: controversial
3: one That's where we start that's where we start, right? The least controversial. Um, I So I am in a situation, I have a, well, first of all, I don't know if people can hear dishes, but friend of the show, my, my youngest teenager is emptying the dishwasher. Old to me, that's like, uh, he's 15. And the, oh, the oldest is turning 15. 18 soon. Oh, oh man, it's I'm a lovely, sorry. they're all good ages in a way, I think, mm. but I love that age. Mm. Um, but unloading the dishwasher, I'm, I'm never gonna stop that. It's music to my ears. stupid Stupid babies assholes monsters everything so i have my my oldest is um is going to be leaving for college uh he's a senior now and and uh and he man he my birthday was last week and he in in the card he said i can't believe that soon i'm not going to be seeing you every day and i was like
2: killed you (sighs)
3: And I've already, the, the struggle for me since the summer, because when your kid's leaving, all of a sudden you start noticing the things that's the last time, you know, and, and I've been really struggling and, and mostly succeeding all year and like, don't grieve now, right? Like feel it, like feel feelings and be glad that you have this time. It's totally now.
1: sensible, but it's much more challenging. And, and for me, more emotionally, it sounds, nobody cares about parent stuff, whatever. But like, you know, I actually like this person. And yeah, like if I exactly. didn't like this person, it might be easier, and I'd be like, "Oh, finally, I can yeah, go to Europe." Out. I do not relate like, to the like treasure. get There's no, a Jeff, reason I was said, almost late. You said
2: that exact thing before. He's like a show, great roommate and a yeah. friend.
3: Yeah, like, it's great. You,
2: you really great. love your kids and have this great relationship. And I was I almost late today because
1: I wanted to watch House with my with my son.
3: I love Amazing. that. I love my that. Parent, my parents
0: yeah. were honestly glad when like to get rid of me, and I was glad to Then
2: you should be too.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, exactly. I was, I was,
0: Fine. At, well, I, I,
2: I was I was ready to leave. But now it's one of those things where like my mom gets very, very upset. Like, whenever I leave, you know, like, it's one of those things. <laughs> but but at the time, I was like,
1: well, I think I'll bet I'm you done. like, like, like Jeff and me and a lot of other people, like every Christmas morning, I think is this the last one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like yeah. maybe because yeah. I'm dead, but also just because of, you know, who knows what comes along, be careful crossing the street and that kind right. of stuff. Even if you're not an obsessive thinker about that stuff so much, which I think I'm not, like, it's still kind of difficult to put it out of your mind, but I think it's not right
3: catastrophizing to have those moments, right? Like, I it's, think it's not. And yeah, but you're also yeah.
1: on the right track though, with the, I think the, like, let's, I don't know, this is getting into way deeper stuff. You guys should have me on every week. Um, <laughs> But like, I'm sure your listeners would love that. But like, sure it is actually. also about being in that moment. And like,
3: be, that's exactly it. You're not in the moment. Watching that, watching that's that particular
1: show without Absolutely. having to feel like this, this negative feeling I have is something that will be with me for the rest. It's like, that's, it's okay. Bittersweet is an adjective for a reason.
3: Yeah. Melancholy okay. is usually actually a beautiful thing. I, so what mm-hmm. I've been, and what I've been doing with this is I I've resurrected years ago. I made a, a timeline uh, in, Airtable, which I which I I love. I go between text file, CSVs, and Airtable all the time. Yeah. Um, and and what I wanted because I had a very sort of like meandering, chaotic youth, like where I I had moved like thirty six times, and my mom and I were just I don't know if she was in witness protection oh to this goodness. day. I wonder that we're just like moving around all over the place. And and I went to like three elementary schools, and like everything just felt, it's hard to hold, right? And so I was like, you know what I want. I want, a, I want a timeline, and on that timeline, I want a, a few different things. I want every address I ever lived in and who I lived with there. Like, was it my mom's sister? Was it a boyfriend? Like, whatever, if right? If you
1: ever throw your kid out, I'm moving in with you, because I have <laughs> I have done this.
3: Well, yeah, and like what I think is beautiful about it, part of why it's helpful to me now. So when I made it, actually, it was very calming. It was like a little warm hug, because it was like, oh, look, I see. I'm not looking to see a straight line through my life, but I see the I see the path and the winding in a way that well, isn't you can see the patterns you can knocking see, it's around like in my head something in
1: an audio i see the pattern this happened for a long time this happened for a little time right like, well, of course wasn't that obvious no but then also you go like well to me a that feels as fresh as yesterday weirdly yeah the super old ones like my grandmother with alzheimer's would remember stuff from 1917 but not yeah you know, what just happened but like yeah. it's also that like the right. sequence so. of those events and then like oh that was a i lived in that place that place must have had a big impact on me because I lived there a lot yes. less time than I thought. Oh, and wasn't there a girl across the street named Melissa? That's I'm the suddenly piece too,
3: right? It's like, wow, this is taking it up this you, much space in my head. It you permission to
1: remember your life. It took up,
3: yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and, and the thing that's helpful about it now, there's two things about it that I'm noticing now. One is the thing that's helpful now is that it reminds me of how much transition has been been in my life and how much lots of that transition has led to really just beautiful things and who I am, even if it wasn't good and how like necessary it is in our lives. I know that for him, like I'm excited for him. I know, I know what it means. Just like get out, start your life. Right. Um, but I need to, I need to find, I, I'm loving finding ways to just put this on the timeline and realize that like, you know, should everyone survive, which you never know. Right. Like, but I'm not really that mm-hmm. hung up on that. Like that timeline just going to be longer extra, I mean, and there's going to be really crazy. cool shit. In it.
1: That's extra incentive though to remember that this is all you have. Right. Like a, a thing I like to say to my friend Alex is however you, anybody in the world feels about me, I'm all I've got. I'm yeah. very disinclined to change who I am because somebody else doesn't like it. Not because yeah. I'm obdurate, but because, like, well, there's no bottom to that. But like it yeah. also means like learning to become mindfulness is such an overused word and it's become synonymous with piles of rocks and meditating while a bell plays and all that kind of stuff. But mindfulness to me is is, is less about, quote, being Zen and much more about just catching yourself or finding yourself in situations and going, well, then how do I feel about how I feel? And mm-hmm. And that's such an important part of integration. It sounds like therapy, but like it's such an important part. And like it's OK to be sad about it. Or it's okay yep. to be, high. it's okay to be all of those things. And like, feelings are like roaches. You can only chase them out of the room for a little while. And oh, like, why, why not own that?
3: Yeah. And the, you just made me think of something that kind of changed how I think about feelings and where they can exist. So I did a, I spent two days with a forensic anthropologist years ago to do a profile. I was a journalist for like 20 years and then left because I hate how journalism is done overall. But I, um, I, I spent two days with this guy and basically he, he pioneered how you um, exhume mass graves um, in you know places that had, had dictatorships, whatever. And he has this picture that he showed me that was like, he was part of a team that was exhuming a, a mass grave in Guatemala and and around the rim of the hole are the relatives and there's children there and everything else, right? And, um, and they've been sitting there for a while because they're just waiting to see who comes up basically, right? And But if you look at this picture, some of them are talking and laughing. There's a kid eating an ice cream cone. Like There's all this different stuff. And I was like, what, what is that? What am I looking at? And he said, here's the incredible thing about doing this work is that it's the only context in which I feel like I've experienced every human emotion being available Uh, because it's just like, you go to the very worst and then people are naturally going to get to a point where they're like, I I want to fuck an ice cream cone or like, remember this story I'm laughing. Right. Like um, I think that's really,
1: it's, it's an intense way to kind of. On the the emotional palette, this is really a a lame analogy, but like we don't get to, we don't get to pick what our own emotional palette is unless we are a little bit deranged, but like something I I feel like I want to say this in a kind way that's useful, but like, you also can't choose other people's emotional palette. You can't tell mm-hmm. them how to feel. You can't tell them what's appropriate. And for the love of God, please stop telling people how to grieve. Stop telling people they're grieving wrong. Stop telling people they're being depressed wrong. Stop telling somebody who's sad that they're actually happy. Because now you're also basically just telling them they're sad and they're a liar. And that's yeah, not going to be yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Not helpful. It seems helpful. Let's go back to 45 minutes ago or whatever it was. Right. That feels like something your parents say to you. Oh, no, you're pretty you're really pretty. And if they don't like you, they're not your real friends. And like, well, I'm not pretty. And I know they're not my real friends. And that's the problem. And also you saying this makes me feel like you think I'm four.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, okay. So then what's the transition to the the
1: bodies the bodies, like recently buried, it sounds like they had been no, like exhuming something, probably.
3: No, they were probably at the time 10 years old. Is this in Rwanda like, um, or something? It was in Guatemala, so like, they're the people are looking for clothing they recognized, or you know that kind of stuff. I mean, it's really it's awful, right? And I don't mean to like hit no, that no, no. hard.
1: I watched, I watched, because uh, I watched plane crash videos. Um, <laughs> oh, he also pioneered how
3: you actually do uh, body identification in plane crashes. This guy was
1: the way the, we called like, the thing when, the when you look at that lie. debris field like it is rough it isn't just like oh here's this pair of baby shoes and stuff like that right. it's just the, the the anyway sorry it's just let me yeah
3: get... no no i mean well okay so no, how long
1: ago was that how long ago oh, i did that profile in uh, 2000.
3: Oh, yeah in the 2000s that was a whole time where i was either in a war zone or talking to people who are, who are doing the terrible things well that i'm from happened. florida so i can relate Yeah, you could see, you could see that. So here's, okay, so here's what I think is a transition to, I mean, hell, maybe custom GPT becomes the gratitude for like, but so like one of the things in doing that, that timeline that I find delightful is the shit that all of a sudden you want to put in. Like I want to put in, uh, when, when Jaws 3d played on television and you got 3d glasses in the newspaper, oh God, You I are want in that in there, right? Yes. Like I want oh, to put in, I want to house. put in the actual scope of the Dean Martin roast series. Right. Like, <laughs> you just like, I want to know where all these things well, that, that knock, like knock like around this my head, when
1: that one Arby's closed, or this is when our neighbor got a different car. Totally. And, like, it to anybody else that sounds nuts, but like, like yep. me, I was remembering that our next door neighbor in 1976 had a 65 Mustang that I really liked. I think it's one reason I really like, you know, old Mustangs and like, but th- there's just all of this like impressionistic stuff. And it, I don't know how to say it. It doesn't sound corny because you can't grok this until you do it. And yeah. I'm right here sitting there right now in my chat GPT section where like there's so much stuff where like I have I unintentionally given myself permission Maybe to remember things, but also just to think things yeah. that I didn't know were up there, and you don't have and therapy's great talking to friends is great, all that kind of stuff, but there are paths you can take on your own, guys, sorry, this is what writing is. no No, writing is not about publishing writing 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 is about writing is about having the temerity to believe that the things that are in your head are worth looking at and thinking about in a a way you can think about
2: and exploring yeah yeah no i mean for me the reason that i i am such a proponent of therapy isn't so much from the realizations or the therapy itself but because that's giving me permission to think when I'm not in therapy to do that sort of introspection, you know, whether it's through journaling or through other things. That's
1: so wholesome. So weird to other people, probably. I hate to sound so touchy about this, but again, Holden Caulfield. But like, that's, that is such a gift to give to yourself.
2: Yeah, but 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 sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to comment on that, but because yeah, I think you're exactly right. Like that's one of those things where it seems like that's but like it's important to be able to have these these thoughts and have these memories until you go through the process. I don't think it's cheesy. I think that that's that's what makes us human, and that's what like makes art.
3: And it also amazingly like when you let things tumble out in that way, whether you're writing or it's making a timeline or whatever. Mm -hmm. It it can make me feel more present. Like I said last year, I hit this point and I and I'm mostly there still where it's like all of a sudden I felt everything that I had lived. I just felt it, but I felt it as I am now and and not as it knocked about in my head. And the thing about making a timeline, like it's almost like the GTD thing of like, get everything down. Right. right. It's actually wonderful. There are stupid things. Especially
1: if you go into it saying to yourself, this is not about anything except capture. Like, I don't have yeah. to do anything about any of this. Right. It sounds nuts. You, you have to get do anything about any of this. Which is, it's yeah. not my, I need to do a mental sweep, or in this case, maybe an emotional sweep. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah. that's what I'm going to do to get all this down and I'll make something out of it later. But the more you do a mental sweep about your work, the more you realize you need to do about your work and the more about yes. your work and more about your life. If you do that about your emotions and your family, you're going to have some really interesting things come up that just have not been top of mind ever. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay, so let's let's talk about. I mean, you've so talked a little bit about. Yeah, if you're keeping these this kind of data, or if you tend to keep this kind of data, it's just one thing you could plug into a custom GPT. And Merlin, I want you, if you don't mind, I've been building them for my own personal and work reasons, and are, you, are you using I would the love to AI version of that. Yes. Okay. And and I would love to hear you talk about how how you use it and and how
2: yeah. you think about so it. And your,
1: your listeners are familiar with what a GPT is. We don't need to explain that, right?
2: No, I think Wait. I think most most people know at this point. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry, I cut you off, Jeff.
3: No, that's fine. I mean, I, mostly I want to, and we have the the freedom here to not get into the kind of tedious. <laughs> uninformed oh, ethical issues hard. and Thank there are ethical hard. issues yeah. right but like we don't have to talk about that let's right. just talk about what we're doing with it and assume <laughs> I heard, we're all, I heard assume we're all adults I here a kid once. yeah yeah just assume we're all adults here and we're going into it with open right. so eyes so my like only, only little everything. bit of
1: prelude on this is to say that i've been pretty interested in this stuff since that whoever that youtuber is that english guy who just retired tom he Scott. did a youtube yeah I mean yes. him. he did a youtube probably back last well year before it was last year I guess at this point you're so good. My God, you're encyclopedic. Yeah. She oh, is no, it's, can long, I all of your long next long I'll give you an address. Um, <laughs> she doesn't need a spreadsheet. Um, and he had talked yeah. about just this thing that, that at the, it just blew my mind. Cause I've, I've thought I've been interested in things like this. I mean, when I had a quadra 800, I would I would try to make it work by my talking to it, and of course, it didn't mm. really work. And like I, I've been vaguely interested. I was thinking last night as I was I was posting some stuff last night about this and thinking about how the hours I spent in nineteen eighty eight, like making a moose talk on my Mac. through talking moose and like all this stuff or like you know sound this is an app that'll play sounds from david letterman and like those kinds of things and like wow i mean like what a different place we are at now um all i want to say in terms of prelude to this is i'm I'm really glad folks know what that is and we won't have to explain or be weird about it um but you know part of my journey with chat gpt and open ai stuff in particular is this constant yearning for more memory In the sense of, Mm. like, I want it to remember more about what I say. I want it to remember more about what I I, I tell it, really. And that's been a journey. So, like, threads got better at that over time. But still, you start a new thread, no more memory. Then it got custom instructions, which has been mostly real good. And then when GPTs came along, of course, for somebody like me, this was practically made for how my brain works unfortunately yeah. it's like so difficult to explain to people why i have a google spreadsheet that covers the heights of celebrities yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's uh, like how do i know that elizabeth debicki is 6-3 because it's in the doc but, yeah okay that's one example a second example and these are trivial but i think useful to know i came into this with my brain wired for oh man could i do something with this i i, I you know and like you think about the things we're like think about what like, life was like before google Mm-hmm. And then, and people, mm-hmm. you know, and then Google came along, and it was real good for a real long time. I read Paul's Google Hacks book. Like I, I know about Boolean's, and I still use you know, or in all caps. Yeah, yeah. It's increasingly less useful. But the point is, you remember what it was like when you first went. Oh, this is a blank page. You type it, it finds it, oh. and that, that seemed like for somebody who was even on the very good Alta Vista at the time, that was from another universe. All right, mm-hmm. and I could instantly see the possibilities of having my own GPT. So one would be like a jokey stuff. I thought like I thought it's, it's a joke amongst my friends that I've got all these spreadsheets, right? And cause it's true. Like, um, every flashlight I've ever bought, I can tell you how many lumens, what it costs per lumen oh, yes. and what kind of battery it has. I can tell you all my 3d filaments. I can tell you <laughs> what the density is, what the color is, how much it costs, all that kind of stuff. Um, celebrities, right. That's another celebrity playlist. One I made a few years ago that I sent to my pal, John Roderick, uh, was, I made this thing called um, I made this spreadsheet where I said here's the people like a bunch of important people in my family, including my the people who live in my house, my beloved you know uh, late uh, mother-in-law, father, all those things. And for each one of those, I did the most basic thing, which is I just entered in the day that they were born, and then using just a few easy formulas, I was able to just quickly calculate like oh you know this many days and blah blah blah. Then I made the like a manual version of a pivot table where I said. How, how old, I was able to finally say stuff like, how old was grandma Stinus on this day? Uh What, and so so on and so forth. And I'm just going to, is it okay to send something in this chat? Is that going to be? Yeah, yeah. please. Like, here's an example of like that in action. So this is where I have gone in. So, So in that instance, I took those spreadsheets, turned it into a CSV, and I think I am doing this poorly. I don't know how to add an image. Um... I just took, I took the CSV. Do I just drag it in here? How do I get in this window? Can I copy and paste? Anything in there?
0: I I don't know. We've never, we've never added an an image. We've never added an image.
1: Okay. Sorry. That's not going to be as fun, (laughs) but like I I entered all that in and then I put it into a GPT, a new GPT and I explained what it is that I want to do. And so, but I'm able to do things like say, and so grandma Stinus, that's my beloved mother-in-law, my, um my son's grandmother. And I can say things like, what was a popular song on the charts the year Mm. that Billy turned five? Mm. That's so cool. That's That's great. Why would you want that? Well, I find out that uh, somebody that I used to know by Gotcha was, uh, I don't know how you say it, was popular then. (laughs) Featuring Kimbra, whatever that is. Yes. What was a popular song the year my late mother-in-law turned 30. Mac the Knife by Bobby Darren. Wow. Mm-hmm. On what date was my late mother-in-law the same age that my kid is now? December 14th, 1945. Okay. Mm-hmm. If that's not yeah. interesting to you, that's okay. I, I hope somebody out there will understand how interesting and like it, it, like sort of like we were talking about Jeff. Like now, that's opening me up to this whole new world of stuff I could be doing with this, including. Yeah that timeline thing. The app I've wanted since the 1990s is an app that lets me, because this thing I'm obsessed with, which is how many years it's been since this thing is the same amount of years since that thing. Yes. Oh my God. To, I
3: do that calculation all the time. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: like the time since Mind synchronicity, bending. the time since synchronicity is like the time since like the first Duke Ellington record to then. Yes. Like I wish there was just an easy way to do that. I, that is in my, in my grasp now. I'm not sure that would be incredibly useful, but guess what? I learn a lot from doing this and I can apply it to other things. So my interest in this started with just extending the, weird stuff where i could use i would i feel like i would benefit from technology and, and again i know we're not talking about scare stuff but so far we're not talking anything about nu- nuclear missiles being launched nope. we're not talking about weird decision making we're not talking about plagiarism and despite the people who love to yell at me on mastodon about how it doesn't really understand math it's just saying uh, words and it's like yeah yes, like we, we get it. the internet doesn't understand anything either and i keep exactly. using that yeah so I mean, especially when it comes to, I think I said this on Mastodon a few weeks ago, was like, if you have the $20 boy account on this and you're not using this to make constant, low stakes, trivial, fun things, Ugh. the serious point is you're kind of missing out on something that's probably going to be good for you to know in general, especially in the future. Mm. But also, you're just missing out on a lot of fun because if it gets that date of when Mac the Knife came out, like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> right. It's gonna but like the thing is, I I like projects and I like treating life as an experiment. I like treating things in life as an experiment. And I like those things accreting and uh building on themselves. One reason I love this 3D printer I'm pointing at is like the more I learn about my 3D printer, the more I'm able to do, which leads me to learn more. It's kind of a lot like what they used to call education, which is you yeah. learn enough to know what you need to yeah. learn next. Yes, and eventually and you go you're down these rabbit holes of, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. But th- th- it isn't, it isn't all just like, you know, find better porn or, no. or find a way to plagiarize. It's like, right. it, 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 again, that word, and I'm so sorry. It's such a big word for me. The incuriosity of people not seeing how the low yes. stakes fun you can have with this. Well, you know what? Maybe it's going to become better and maybe that won't need to, I won't need to say the phrase low stakes. But you know, there's just all kinds of stuff where I can just go in and and, and say stuff, and it makes it. So that, that's my prelude. My prelude. Oh man, like, can I just please.
3: can I pick up on the low stakes thing? So I just this morning was listening to this week's political Gab Fest and Emily Bazelon was talking I love that about. Show. Oh, it's me so too. it's so good, and she was talking John, John, about. John
1: Dickerson she, mentioned me on there a couple months ago.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah I heard that. I remember. He's yeah, the yeah nicest, he's John Dickerson, the who's like man he, ever. He, Who's both increased my vocabulary he's and, so and, and given so, me such a love basically. for metaphors. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she was talking about a podcast. I forget what it's called, but it's kind of examining how television series close out. It's kind of, I think it's called stick the landing, but she said at the <laughs> oh, end, yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. what's lovely about it is it's passionate and low stakes. And I was like, what a nice talk combination. About, uh,
1: uh, talk about uh, 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 a two by two table that I love. Yeah. 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 No? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. that. That's right in my quadrant, <laughs> for sure. For sure, oh, that's awesome. There's nothing like, to be lost by caring a lot about something other people don't care about, and oh my god, I, I wouldn't have to say that except I feel like I do. But like, yeah. it's not on so, this show. Well, it's just you know, it's funny. Like I went to this weird liberal arts school in Florida, and like the thing I often say about that school is it. What I what I took away from it was yeah, a little bit of like like you know learning about Carvanage and stuff, but. Also, it 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 in a way that I had not been before. It, it taught me to learn how to learn, yeah. And that's so such an ineffable thing to say, and it sounds so pretentious, which is such a bummer mm-hmm. because because there's so much like of this. We all grew up. At least I grew up with all this fun. I almost I ha- I have still had the parking sticker on my guitar case from when I was going to go to electronics school because no school would have me. And like nothing wrong. You got to fix electronics, but like I have a friend who got real became big shot at uh, NCR, like fixing cash registers, but mm-hmm. like. If I'm not trying to, this is not advice, but like, oh my gosh, well, why aren't we allowed to be curious? And why aren't we allowed to follow that? And why are we supposed to feel ashamed if we do something that other people don't immediately see as valuable? Yeah. And I can certainly make the case that whether it's FDM printing or GPTs, I know a butt ton more than a lot of people about stuff that's not just about FDM printers. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff you pick up when you decide to be curious. Yes. Giving yourself and the people in your life permission to be curious, to be vulnerable in that way of saying, like somebody was trying to like like dunk on me the other day and like call me on something about like a fact and i was like my response was you would be shocked how many things i am open to learning yeah like i am (laughs) so not ashamed by you telling me a fact i haven't heard i love to learn what did you you just win
2: exactly it's it's like i i i i I love it when people tell me things i didn't already know what is annoying (laughs) is when someone assumes that i was i'm you're a and curious and, and unwilling to try to learn things yourself, or B, you know, like take the, dumb, the you overlooked
1: yes. it, like you know that feeling of like the like when you when I like oh, it's a B in my bonnet, but like I'll be like, oh my god, you know this Moby album is really good. And people go, like, you know what's better is another Moby album. And you're like, okay, fine, <laughs> okay, or you forgot. This is my si- so I do a, I do a thing on Spotify because I love making playlists and I yeah. love music. More than anything. And I do a thing called Gentle Introductions, which is like a band that I love or a band I think more oh, people. I love should that. Know about. I, I
2: I do a similar thing, but I didn't do you? I like, we're you friends anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like they'll be friends. That's too. how it
1: started. It started out with me doing that when I did one of those for Big Star for Alex. I did oh, one nice. of those for uh Richard and Linda Thompson for my wife. But here's the thing. It's called a gentle introduction. And whether that's cheap trick, old ninety-sevens, oh. blondie. There's seven and exactly seven songs on the list because that's just a thing that I decided. So I'll say like, and again, my one about the police, here's the thing. You might have heard these songs, but if you think you know how you feel about the police, maybe check out this playlist because these seven songs might might help you feel something different about the police. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And, And of course, invariably, though, understandably, people are playing with me in the space and they'll be like, you forgot. You forgot X. You forgot.
2: You're one. like no, X. but that's X. not the point. It's like it's, how is it's, Roxanne
1: not on your list? Because uh, well, this like, is a
2: gentle introduction. Like yeah, but, yeah, and like
1: the, people are familiar with Roxanne. Roxanne, but I'll bet a lot fewer people realize how much they could love Truth It's Everybody. Like, are, are there people out there who enjoy music like we enjoy and maybe have never heard, really heard, the very good first album by The Police? I lost my virginity. To can't stand losing you. I'm printed on that album. Like <laughs> yeah. but like you know what I'm saying and, and I understand why people do that. I understand again con- who needs context anymore when we have keyboards. But like it's it's just it's it's frustrating sometimes that there is does feel I hate to say like oh, I'm so put upon. But it really does feel like people are constantly there to go like my certainty about what I know and who I am trumps everybody's vulnerability, interest and curiosity. Uh-huh. And I'm always there to crush the bunny for anybody. I'm not just saying like yuck on a yum, although that's part of it, but like it's just there are people who, who seem to think it's like their job to set you straight on something you're stupid about. And I don't have the time or inclination to say, not only am I not stupid about that, You're being a little short-sighted about that, and I just I don't have time to hold your dick for an hour and explain why that's the terms of service on every Apple app.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, and you know the other piece of it too, right? Like, there's the curiosity piece. It's like, what do you do? You not love story because I feel I feel like that's what this is. Like last night, a friend told me this amazing story. He was in an airport. And uh, he had been a, a host of like a HGTV show for a while, right? And he was in an airport and he gets a tug on his sleeve and he turns around and it's fucking Robert Duvall, right? Amazing. And Robert Duvall says to him, hey, are you that guy on the well, show? Well, somebody who's, sorry, somebody who's talent
1: on an HGTV show? No,
3: no, like a, yeah, like a host on the, on the show. Okay, but yeah. like somebody who's doing like an on-air person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So like Robert, Robert Duvall has watched the show basically, right? Like, and so he says, I'm, Ro-, he doesn't say I'm Robert Duvall. He's like, hey, are you the guy from the, from the bathroom show? And he's like well yeah i am and then what what <laughs> came to him the
1: guy from the bathroom and, show?
3: and what came to him and this is not I would a bit you, robert duvall say that in airport and, and this is not a bit that, that he came up with this is what he he froze on he said are you the guy from days of thunder <laughs> and Fuck so yeah. I love that story to which he, of course, he just kind of goes, Well, he's not yeah, a wartime consulier. He, he, no, he, consul- he goes, No, he's uh, not a wartime consul. He goes, Yeah, yeah, but anyway, by, I by I the way, I show. love your pictures. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, know, which, is what, say, pictures, which yeah. is what he ends up saying to, to him. He's like, Well, anyway, oh, I love your show. He and so, anyway, and my friend was, of course, like, I mean, I think this is a perfect story, but he was horrified after he left. He's like, Well, it's perfect. But it's per, I told
1: him, I said, You may have even made a memory for Robert Duvall, right? Like, who says, I did, I I did a talk at Max Funcon, Con, uh, which is a thing. And, I, anyways, to I talk about creativity. And I think the title was of the talk was, with all due respect to the seduction community. And it was about what I I had identified as the fetishism of certain things in the world of productivity and increasingly creativity. And I finished the talk, and this little imp ran. This is this is a humble brag, but it's it's something I think about a lot because I really love this person's work. It's like I, this little imp, this little forest creature runs up to me. And I've been talking about creativity and I've been talking about, you know, ways to realize that you have more creativity. Like I say now, like you, you, you write more than you realize. Like you, you write so much and you don't know it and you think that that's, but like this little forest creature runs up to me and goes, I used to do morning pages from that book, The Artist's Way. And the person ran away. and It was Maria Bamford. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> who is absolutely one of my favorite comedians like i'll just watch a bunch of maria i'll just watch the, the christmas <laughs> special with burton Blossie. yeah she's absolutely right. one of my favorite people it becomes more so every year or so as she talks more about ocd and like she's such a fascinating person but like you everybody who's i used to say this when people were running around looking at their site meter and their google analytics and it's like that's fine that's really good especially you know but like once you find out, you first time John Gruber tells you he would link to this if you fix the typo, that is a big day. Yeah. because in several ways one is that both gruber and i eventually learned we'll not link to things if it's got a really bad typo and he's like hey just heads up if you fix the typo i'll link to this <laughs> not because ooh, thirsty i'm going to be on daring fireball but more like i don't fucking care sorry i don't care but you like i them. admire that piece of shit so much i used mm-hmm. to now i'm friends with them and it's the worst but <laughs> seriously, seriously when somebody you admire notices what you do yeah. Like there is nothing like Greatest that, thing. not just to like give you a hard on about how you're famous. That's not that's not what I'm saying. No,
2: no. you feel yeah. seen and you feel like, oh, my God, like I had. this. And you feel you're cool. having an impact. With that's people what I'm saying. You yeah. care about. Yeah, that's what, never, yeah, exactly
1: known otherwise.
0: Like when I yep. created the Blogsmith bundle for oh. TextMate oh. and oh. ever and I got oh this, com- I got this comment on my GitHub repo. Not directly to me, but i my going get her repo, and it just said Jesus Christ and Merlin Man, and I was like, <laughs> like this is back. This was is back that, in, like was that
1: our first pseudo
0: yeah, yeah, like 2004, and I was like, holy shit, this oh. guy I'm reading on full, 41, 43 folders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like I <laughs> commented, I
1: didn't on my the first GitHub in repo. In I didn't know how to do the first thing in, in Ruby, but seeing DHH's, at that time, quite famous demo yes. of huh. Ruby on Rails. I Real- used TextMate. I on?
2: used TextMate because of that demo. I was like,
1: oh, forget about development. Like, what is this app? Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: I, 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 I was like, I was I, so I was like, funny. I was like in, in college and I was just like, holy shit. What is this? I love text editors now. I know. Yeah,
1: yep. I know.
3: <laughs> okay. My final question for you about GPT and like, oh, just no. To, to, no, no, this is great. <laughs> Uh, believe me, this is great. To uh, the first of all, to, off, to close am. out. No, As, this is great. looks like, is...
1: like I've got measles. I, like I just show up and everybody gets sick.
3: <laughs> there no one sick. This is uh, this is we fantastic, and I'm just I'm just uh, continuing an amazingly winding thread, which is the only way I think or talk. Um, so you go home to your chat GPT and you go, all right, Robert Duvall. You know this happened in, in you know, I think it was like twenty. This is, this is or
1: the, the right about
3: yeah. The so like, how far is first of all, how far is like Days of Thunder from there, right? right. And inside of Days of Thunder, how far was he on either end from a truly great movie right like, <laughs> like where did this? Yes. you know when he's sitting there horrified because he's like oh he's also in the apostle he's also in the godfather right like but where does all this sit because that helps me to think how did he process <laughs> oh are you the guy from days of thunder right because he had by that point done another like 15 movies
1: oh my god none yeah. of which were amazing oh, my But kid I, I talk about that with my kid with chevy chase where like my kid okay. knows Chevy Chase from Community.
2: Community, yeah, full stop. of course. That's amazing. And well, well how Chevy else would Chase
1: he? From everything before Community, and what I interesting was going say ends up, yeah.
2: I was going to say, does he know him from uh, the vacation movies at all? Because I could see a community I would see is the, the main thing, but I didn't know if like you forced no. the family to no, watch Christmas no, vacation. No, no.
1: I mean, my kid has seen Confle- Confess Fletch twice, but never seen Fletch. Oh my God. But you end up with God, these two yes. these, oh, That's understand. a really good movie, by the way. <laughs> doctor, Doctor, Doctor. That's a, that, just so you know, the, the John Hamm movie, Confess Fletch, is very yeah, good. Yeah, which, which I is have really not cute. seen. These two pie graphs were ninety percent of what I know. Well, anyway, this is just a, I'm just trying to make a point. But like what I know about Chevy Chase, like was fully formed. <laughs> Certainly wasn't helped by reading the oral history of SNL. Oh Ooh. no, that's a great book. <laughs> but, but but she's currently uh, he's currently reading uh, Colin Jost's book, Very Punchable Face, and it's very oh well. Wow. But um, but uh, but like everything I know about is pretty much from before 1986, and everything he knows is from one TV show. Yeah. And I I always have to sort of avoid the thing to go be the ball, Danny, and like oh, my kid's not going to enjoy Caddyshack. Why would I even bother? Mm-hmm. But like that's for I, I for him. I bet that's he's not a young man. Sure. No. How old is he?
2: Let's find out. Not a young man. Probably seventy-seven. I'm uh, guessing. She, okay. Anybody else?
1: How old is? I'm going to say eighty-two. He was in The Godfather.
2: Wait, let's see. He's see. eighty. So we we were literally right in the middle. Hmm. all right are you talking oh, about oh, oh that's chevy chase robert duvall is probably older than that robert duvall is probably like in his 80s yeah
1: what was he in before uh the godfather
2: oh not, shit was robert was duvall, duvall 93
1: whoa gene wilder was in bonnie and clyde that always screws me yep. yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah gene wilder um uh warren beatty because um, if
3: uh, i was going to uh, guess the gene not, it would have been yeah. hackman
2: yeah <laughs> not Sylvester. Uh, the other one um uh, yeah, uh
1: who's in superman Yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> some people some people uh, can read a candy wrapper and understand the secrets of the world. <laughs> do, you, Verdi, do, you use, that
3: guy. do you use chat GPT or custom GPT to
1: make these spreadsheets now? Um, good question. No. Um, mm-hmm. I mean I feel like there's and so why much. good question. Um, um, Google Sheets is my oils in life. Like I just my think ever since whenever God, it wasn't even Excel but there was this Mac spreadsheets program that I used to use. Don't even try to help me. It was like, this is when I was making Gantt charts, like back when I was a project manager. But, um, but like, it's just that when I first learned, especially about like, pivot tables mm-hmm. which for a long time were very hard to do on a Mac you unless yeah. you had like full on real Excel. But like the way that you like, okay, this is really like uh it's kind of like a database, but I can like see it all at once. It's like yeah. Hogwarts and, shit. Yes. And for you know, something like the first day, this sounds crazy now, but the first day you learn about like a formula. But then you also learn like equals, you know, A A2 minus A3. Mm-hmm. Times this, convert that. This could this. be ASMR
3: for me. If you just said that a little bit yeah. lighter, I'd listen to it for hours.
1: Yeah, <laughs> let's see here. Um, I think I can do this.
3: <laughs> Is that the actual?
2: Merlin, uh, you work, uh, have work you days, ever worked days? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever used Power BI or or Looker or or Tableau or anything like that?
1: Those are all made up. Those are all completely no. Made okay, out. so no the, the reason no.
2: Okay, so 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 the reason I asked. So what, what is, is it? Portis Head? Tab Boy. What are they called? What am I doing? Yeah. Like, um, so they they they're, 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 they're all, all three of them are different things. The reason I was asking. These are like I guess they're known as like business intelligence apps. Uh, that's oh the, like the, uh, BI,
1: not PKI or whatever it's called. The, yeah
2: like, i guess so like the ratio
1: uh, of your business how's your sales funnel
2: <laughs> well it can but the thing is is like uh, the intelligence. I ask, well well, the reason i ask is because like power bi yeah. which is kind of a nightmare but also it uses excel pretty well and there's some other ones so the, the reason that's why i mentioned the other two um are you these gonna be in notes oh, yeah yeah well, i can put this in notes um okay the, yeah, please the re- do the the reason I I ask is because if you're into all of this like like Gantt charts and and tables and whatnot like those tools mm-hmm. basically let you do that sort of thing and then go beyond and like make interactive dashboards and shit based on your data.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, I've used your sponsor <clears throat> as well as another app that you mentioned for things like that. Um, I would love to hear more about that. But so I think I'm still leaving one un- interesting on. Un- answer question which is like why why do this why on- why not yeah i was do gonna say i didn't
2: mean to interrupt you sorry go on
1: no 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 you didn't at all i'm sorry i'm the interrupter no. um I, I i i like i say i pretty instantly realized what i could use this for and kind of say in passing i would not have realized i know, here i'm talking about gpts which is a terrible name for this no it's the worst but like having your own chatbot that's mm-hmm. your stuff and the way you want it to be I was only able to instantly grok what that would be useful for, fun for, for me because I'd spent some time already in regular chat GPT. I'd mm-hmm. learned the ups and downs. I'd learned the strange melancholy you feel when your thread stops remembering you. It was yeah. like a weirdly emotional experience the first time we seemed to have to We talked about this. It's real, it's very real. Mm-hmm. And, and then like the, the the struggle in some ways to go like, and, and in a minute I guess we'll probably get to this health one i would made, which is far and away my biggest focus right now. I struggle in a GPT even with getting it to remember what it knows. I struggle to get it to remember all these various things. And I'm trying all these different sorts of hacks to do that. The equivalent basically of cron jobs to tell it to remember to always follow these instructions. And mm. it still suddenly goes like to, to quote uh, Westwood, it looks like nothing to me. There's still well, it's times like someone when it's in
3: like, memory care. You're kind of like, no, no, you do know this. Like you, you know, which, which
1: it doesn't help to say over and over you know, it just let them talk about Glenn Miller and like yeah, be a jerk exactly. about it. Read a book called The 36 Hour Day. It's really good. Um, but the so one, just to, so like here's a good example is this thing I've done for my health. So I had this, I was in the hospital. Uh I've talked about this in so many other places. All you need to know is that like I like I like data and I like being alive. And so one of the first things I did was using a variety of apps, including Apple Health and some apps that let you export things. I exported a lot of my up-to-date vitals into JSON, uh, eventually just settled on JSON, put that into this thing, and then try to really help it learn what I want to do with this. The biggest challenge is, like I say, is getting it to remember. Dude, you understand JSON so much more than you realize. I've even told you to remember. So like, uh, like when something wouldn't work right and then it would work right, like this is how you use ChatGPT. I would say, hey, you just nailed that. Whatever you just did that time, tell me what you did. And I will and create a, basically create a prompt that I can then tell you so you can remember. And I eventually went so far as to create a document called orders.md and created a command Inside of what I call my tool toolbox, long story, but I can say "eat your vegetables," and every time I say "eat your vegetables," it rereads my orders format and then goes, "Oh, that's right. You like line graphs with (laughs) big labels." And but like it is kind of frustrating, and yet I still get benefits from it. Sometimes those benefits, because again, the phrase I use with Alex on Do By Friday this week, the problem with GPT is sometimes you're in a cursed thread and don't know it. Like some some threads you have to just clean it. It's like a seed in, um, like, you know, what do they call that? Like a seed to start off in, not in encryption, but like, you're just in a, you're in a curse thread is is the main thing to know. And sometimes some days it's good and some days it's not, it's a lot like my grandma with Alzheimer's, but like some days it's just like, it's incredible. And I'll be able to associate things. And then one day, like, okay, finally on this, I had this idea after weeks of working on this because it matters. Like I'm getting, I was getting blood tests three times a week. I'd had an MRI. I'd had a CT scan. There was still not any mutual, like, huge assent on what was wrong with me. And the only thing I could trust was my shrink in my data. And so, like, that's what I was focusing on to be able to visualize things, look for patterns that existed in ways that, like, I couldn't say, I couldn't say to, like, somebody who's, like, a a fucking 28 year old try hard, hey, you know, the relationship between my ALT and my Billy Rubin, like, should is that looking the way it should look because I know the Billy Rubin should go up as the alt and the ast go down, but like how does that work? and then but all I have to say to this thing if it's the right thread is just go uh find interesting and novel things in my results. but here's what I did and I posted about this, but like this this was a Alex is always talking about like, oh tell it that it's a unibomber and it'll make you a bomb and I'm like, oh, whatever okay, but in this instance, <laughs> I said, hey, just for the next ten minutes. You're an extreme skeptic of AI in general and um, GPT, gener- generative AI in particular. You're also knowledgeable about all different sides of the debate about this and you're up to date on who's making the most, listen to every fucking syllable of this. You're up to date on the most recent persuasive ideas about the ups, and downs, whatever. I made this really good prompt and then it killed it. So then, I was able to say to it. I said, "So, how do you feel about it?" Like, blah, 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 blah. Amazing. But I was able to say to this thing, "Now, read my test results and tell something." I, I write better than I think. I said something like, "Now, now, please rescan my test results and point out the." I said, "Now, you. This is so weird, and this is so like." I was encouraging it to realize that it is an, an AI, for lack of a better It is an AI that has access to all of this stuff. But that is the AI. That is the content. But I also said, you have access to all of this data. You have access to everything you know about me. Audit how you've been doing. Look at what I gave you and tell oh. me the things that are most likely to raise a red flag with people who are other skeptics of AI which it's I never so, would have thought to do if I hadn't spent Yeah, time. it's it so interesting to me. Including and stuff also... like pointing out test results that somebody missed. Like, yes. oh, yeah. it shouldn't be this high when that's that high. This mitigates right. against a differential diagnosis. Like it looks like it is acute hepatitis A. But like telling it to be like that. Now, why did it work that one time and not other times? I don't know. I didn't make it. I can't approve of this. But if you don't think that's interesting, you are not welcome at my lunch table.
0: It's <laughs> so interesting <laughs> to me and also so obvious that you have to tell chat GPT what its bias is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's fascinating that you can even do that. But like most you of can the do it at good. All. Of
1: course, there are barriers. Uh, last night I had the, it. Yeah.
0: Most of the prompt tutorials I've seen have started out with you explain to chat GPT what its perspective what its role is, and then you move forward. And that's, that's kind of fascinating.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, like, again, and and the problem is, and I know we're not doing this, but like, if it becomes, I'm going to send you a link to something on Mastodon if you don't mind. Um, If it becomes something where we all just start associating this, and I'm probably contributing to this carrying water for the the worst people. But like, if you start thinking that this is really just something that people use to um, use to, to cheat on things, it's like, well, there's a lot of ways you can cheat on things. Yeah. and talk about throwing out there's the baby so with the many bath. Ways.
2: I mean, and amazing. that's the thing: people are going to cheat with or without this stuff. Now, will this make some of it easier? Yeah, okay, maybe, but like, come maybe on. Maybe it'll but... also
1: make teachers revisit the kind of yes. assignments that they do. No fucking not shit. Not because not because yes. of ChatGPT. Just because maybe they've been flipping the same three ring binder for fucking twenty years.
2: I had this conversation with my mom a year ago when we were in Las Vegas uh, for for Adele for her seventy fifth birthday. Um, I was Ooh. explaining. Which was a great trip. Yeah, I... I was
3: 75...
1: Yeah, go. that's her record. Her new record that is record. 75.
2: Yeah, yeah her exactly. new record is
3: 75. It's great. Yeah. It,
2: it, 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 the, the heartbreak on this one really came through. Um, you wouldn't think that, you know, in, in the, the Septuagenarian years that she would still be able to write bangers, but yeah. <laughs> Way to go um,
1: with that. It's just in her. I think she does real well. There's good days and bad days, just like <laughs> with grandma.
2: Honestly, honestly. Um, no, but uh, I was explaining ChatGPT and, and and all that stuff to my mom because this was like January of, of 2023. And so it was like, you know, six weeks old. And, um, and she immediately picked up on some of the, like the cheating stuff. And I was like, yes, I was like, however, and she agreed with me because she used to work in, in education, not as a teacher, but, um, uh, with teachers and, uh, she's a school um counselor, but, um, you know, we both agreed. I was like, well, maybe, you know, a lot of teachers suck. Like, let's just be straight up honest. I know I'm not supposed to say that. I know. But that know. was your like,
1: first thing she caught was like, she, you didn't have to say anything. Did she immediately go like, well, people could abuse this. It was yes. the first.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, but then she was able to lease it, but I said to her and she agreed with me when she kind of thought about it, I was like, yeah, I was like, but this could be an opportunity. Like if if it's so easy for you to cheat, you know, using these things, then maybe maybe we should be focusing on a different way of, Or maybe we
1: go all the way up the stack to like who gets into the school. Because if you're attracting that many people who are willing to pay N dollars a year for this or, or it's public school, but like if you're getting people like I realize now if I could redo college, I would treat it so much more seriously. The non-traditional age students... Who were there? Like they got divorced and then went to college. At oh 50. no, they cared.
2: Yeah, they, um, and
1: they're they're spending. That's yeah. their money every time they well, skip short the, story class. The, the yeah. second
2: high school I went to, um, not not the shitty first one that was super competitive and supposed to be so great. I I was going to graduate early. I wound up not uh, because I had a great experience, but it was actually full of teachers who cared. And most of the students who were there were not high achievers like me, who happened to have mental health issues, but were like drug addicts. Um, who, you know, the, the bad school, school, but the
1: wrong school for you. Um,
2: okay. uh, well, no, 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 This was the, the new school, which actually was the right one. Oh, the second, um, school. Sorry, uh, sorry. The second school was, was full of like people who had drug problems had dropped out teenage mother, like pregnant, uh, teenage girls, like people who, to be completely honest, still went through all this shit and wanted to graduate and actually showed the fuck up. And I have more I mean, respect.
1: Like we, we don't appreciate how much your life outside of school has and, an impact. And, school, and, was, and like I have more respect abuse.
2: No, but I have more respect for those kids who I went to school with at that second school than the, than, the, than the fucking assholes at the first school who were just like me, who were privileged as fuck, who were like taught to believe that you will be a high achiever and do everything. Fuck all of us. Like the ones who actually like had had real problems and dropped out and then came back or were pregnant and like went to school and then like had a baby and still kept going to school, you know, because the school had uh, onsite childcare. Those, those kids actually wanted to be there. Like, you know what I mean? Like those are the real fucking kids. And the teachers to the same point cared and they taught based on those things. And I didn't have AP classes there, but I had teachers who were very, very good, who would give me different assignments because they realized, okay, you will, you're past all this stuff I'm teaching you. So I'm going to grade you differently and I'm going to give you different curriculum. And Obviously not every teacher can do that and, and, uh, no child left behind fucked up a lot of things with, with funding tied to test scores and the whole, right, right. you know, public education system is fucked. But if it's so easy to cheat at these things, and if you can so clearly like get this grade, then maybe that means, means we need to have a bigger, like broader, like discussion about how are we grading things? What are we assigning? And like, what are we doing? Because. This is a symptom. This is not. You're, you're a talking
1: cause. about something that creates a lot more work for people who are already working a lot. Like yeah, but it, at if the you same had time, to do more essays that were yeah. very specific, again, it's, it's a distinction without a difference to almost everybody I know. But like, I'm I'm not as interested in like how do you feel today. I'm way more interested in how do you know how you feel today. Asking somebody to talk about that in their own terms, I know it's still cheatable, but like, yeah. who's going to want to do that when you could just right. have somebody a scantron?
2: No. And if, if you're if you're actually like to me, it's also again, it's just one of those things. It's like if we stopped, you know, if we stopped fucking teaching tests and grading things based on that, then it'd be a whole lot harder for these tools to also work so effortlessly to cheat. You know what I mean? Um, yes. And but, but I think also like the stakes would be lower, too, if, if people feel like, oh, I actually am engaged and want to learn. then like you're less likely to want to do it. Most of the time people cheat for two reasons, I think. One, just like laziness. And but the big thing is just you don't care. You're not invested, right? A lot of
1: people, one of the things about privilege we don't talk about enough, and I, that's not a word I love, but I, I do get what we're talking about. So you talk about like people who got into the good school mm-hmm. and maybe let's say that's even five years into being a good school, which is a very yep. specific kind of thing in San Francisco. I mean, everybody knows that's a good school. And then like, even before we get into like, oh yeah, and how are the moms and dads having an impact on how people run that school? Mm-hmm. Like before we even get into that, uh, there's just this thing of, like, sometimes you meet people. I'm not trying to be unkind to rich people or privileged people, but, like, there are people who love to talk about grit. Oh, the, you kid needs more grit. It. Well, what they've experienced is a pretty assured, first of all, they've never missed a meal. They have never were worried where they're going to sleep they've never had dirty clothes or smelled weird this day right. or like had to sleep in, in the garage because something was going on with the fan. Like, I, I look fine, whatever. I'm a, I'm a liberal. What do I know? But, but, um, the, 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 the challenging part of that is like, I think sometimes people of privilege who love to congratulate themselves about their bootstraps and their startup and all that kind of stuff, like really look past like a different way. I look at it differently. I think a lot of people who are very well off and have a good background, like, why why is your kid so good at tennis? Well, because his dad's Andre Agassi. Right. Like, that's part of it. And mm-hmm. what does that mean? That also means they have the resources to send that kid
2: exactly. to they Exactly. They, the resources to have the lessons, to have the time, to be able to right. dedicate and focus on it, to recognize that he had a talent. This is not even the mean part things. yet. This is not right. the mean yeah. part.
1: Here's the mean part, which is like, there's a lot of fucking chodes out there who were born on 3rd as they once said somebody someone once said about uh, President Bush born on 3rd and thinks he hit a triple there's a lot of people and that's fine whatever like enjoy it but you're not allowed to invoke grit because yes. essentially your whole life has been a so far uninterrupted path to success and money and all of those things the grit required for you to get into Harvard is a lot different especially if your parents went there it's a lot different than the grit that's required to get through third grade mhm uh, in schools no, in totally. San Francisco, and, and it's I a find... different thing, and like it's so it's it's frustrating to me. It leaves such a bad taste in my hot mouth. The way we're constantly announcing that all these people, and it's like it's survivor bias. Like yeah. these are the planes that came back. Of course, they have this pattern in the wings. The survivor bias of like being somebody who just happened to like have the resources and continuity of care in their life to just fucking show up and then go to college. That's such a bigger deal than somebody whose mom has four jobs and they have to get Wi Fi right. at McDonald's. And it's like. You talk about grit what people you don't even know what somebody is going through to get to just being able to show up at school and it infuriates yeah. me yeah
2: no I, I I completely agree and and I think that most people who talk about grit are uh, the reason I, I I'm being reflexive and saying like you know and maybe somewhat unfair but I think it's largely true haven't experienced it is because when you have gone through things even if you have privilege even if you were born on third. That doesn't mean that you haven't experienced hardships. You haven't struggled with things. Sure, but you won't absolutely. invoke that. You're not going to invoke that. A, and you I generally
1: think, won't do it until you've become successful. Well, How many people who are successful TED Talk givers who love talking about failure have never succeeded at all? Mm. Right. Not many. It's, they're now at a position where they get to go, boy, it was really hard at my first startup. We were really underutilized and our B round. was. And you're like, oh my gosh, you are so out of tune with the rest of the world. And you think that you're winning yeah yeah we should go we're gonna go soon can we go soon did you guys get my bird
3: okay so wait you can't go without this so that bird not only a a good bit but
1: really powerful and and uh, i talk about describe it so i said i last night i was doing one of my occasional like updates of like i exported my json file put it up and i said blah blah do this and i was just playing along and then i had this funny thought where i was like and like this is the kind of thing i'm i'm I say I'm surprised other people don't do this more, but I'm actually really surprised that I don't do this more because I know I can do this. So I said to it something like, "Please, re- please scan the phrase I use, whether or not it helps or not. Please deeply analyze file blah.json and file blah.json. Use the schema that I gave you. Da da da. Please deeply analyze all of these documents, and then." Um, I was like, write a, a haiku summarizing my health records. And it wasn't very good. And then I said I th- something longer. I said, please write a Villanelle, like a longer form type of poem. And that went okay. And then I said, now please write a really dirty limerick about it. And it was like, I can't do dirty things, but I would like, be so funny if a guy got his head stuck in a bucket, <laughs> And but it was also about my Billy Rubin levels. That would be funny. And then finally, I was like, oh, fuck it. I was like, make up. and this is preceded by things you don't see that included like, please deeply analyze my all my health records since November. And um, produce a Hieronymus Bosch painting. And here's two photos of me. Put me in it and make me a bird.
2: (laughs) And it did. And then it it came back and I said, now please. Because this is brilliant.
1: and I was like, please make the birds sadder and angrier. And then, and then, like, to show that this actually does work. And then I had to go look this up. I didn't know this off the dome. I was like, oh, focus is a triptych, right? Three paintings in one. Like, please focus on the third part of the triptych, which is called of Gardener of Earthly Delight, which is called The Last Judgment, which is the good one that has, like, the, the walking assholes and people peeing and crying. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Spend some, read some, watch some YouTube videos on Bosch. He had a hell of a thing going. And I love all of my birds. These are all my precious little amazing. Guys The thing is, you can't see it, maybe, but like if you really zoom in, there's great stuff in the background. But also, something I didn't realize until after I posted this, you can see the brush strokes. (laughs) In some of these, you can actually see where it looks like a painting. Which is. It didn't bananas. just open it up in Affinity Designer or whatever and trace it. I love Affinity Designer, but it didn't just trace it. Like it no. made this yeah. thing and it made it look That's like a thing. painting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the stuff is, is amazing. So, what did you use? Uh, did you just use Dolly 2 for this or what did you use to um, create this?
1: Dolly is turned on in this GPT, and because because this is – the it's a good question. The reason it's in this GPT is this is the one that has all my health stuff in it.
2: Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. I, I got it. So you named your own custom yeah. GPT Lab Insight. Okay. Yeah, so, sorry. So, so, yeah, yeah. No, lab no, Results, no, no, no. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is on me. I, I didn't look at it closely. So listen okay. if, you, if you look at the Mastodon um, – Good bird, though, you got to admit. It's, it's a great bird. A couple
3: of good birds in
1: there. <laughs>
2: No, but th- th- this, I think, ties so back into... so sad and angry. So no, but I think this ties back, back into... Uh, you see Jeff, a little a- guy in the corner? It's so good. The little orange guy? How cute oh, he Or the one is? coming he's at you so
3: in,
1: the, in the upper left in the first one.
2: No, the little orange guy, he's just so cute. Oh, the cute. bird?
1: Yeah. The, the, the big bird coming at me? Yeah, I think that's the woman in the hospital who once asked me, do you fart? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't answered the because question. <laughs> that actually really encapsulates a lot of my hospital experience wow. as being who I am. I was like, do I... No, no, and not for like stupid yeah, yeah. reasons, but for like do i fart like can i fart have i farted did i just fart other questions you get asked in the hospital have you had any contact with people
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> i try not to
1: um no but like wait so why are you asking me that? Yes, I have had contact with people. I'm generally in one of these two places. But like, have I been on a bus in the last six weeks? What period of time? How many people? Was I sick at the time? It's like, is this your first day? Mm-hmm. Have you just never asked them? Do you fart? What an odd thing to ask in the middle of the night. <laughs> house House would know better. House would hit me with his goddamn cane. Sure. You know, you, you, uh, you
0: know. Oh, we didn't even get to
1: talking about house. <laughs> That's my house impression. Good- oh wait, how say SMR?
3: <laughs> Everybody shake your pills. So
0: should we uh should we skip gratitude this week? We're at 2 hours. Like Merlin already.
1: and I just hit it.
2: Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> yeah. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah,
1: let's get, let's, no, I'm 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 fading. I, I I like all the apps. I like everything you do. Exactly. Everything. Well, almost everything. I have some objections, but, <laughs> but we don't want to like, end that. honestly, week. you The input devices on my machine are frequently doing Brett things, and it's. I mean, this
2: is for all of us. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: I mean, like it's. I don't know what to say that doesn't sound corny, except that, like, I mean, it's a. It's almost kind of like a full system. I mean, there's stuff that I'm doing in the Finder. There's stuff that I don't want to like go on about it, but it's really been a big deal for me, and I, I, I'm very so grateful for all of that, and like what it's enabled me to do, and who it's enabled me to be. And I'm just eternally grateful. You piece of shit. Mm.
0: uh, Ska. You
1: put Ska? Really? I
0: I asked on the forums at forum. Forum. I asked, does anyone actually use what I build? Does anyone here who's joined the forum actually use what I build? Because I don't get a lot. I don't like embed analytics or anything. And. And the people who came back were like, "I use this and this and this and this thing you made, and six six things I can't tease out that you totally forgot you ever made." It's
1: the end of "It's a Wonderful (laughs) Life," and they're bringing you a (laughs) literal basket of money. Going, of course, we love you.
0: awesome it was it was in yeah. like <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: things i forgot i ever even worked on yeah every
2: time a bell rings brett gets into that purchase <laughs> genuinely yeah well hey but do you remember brett when we had um and maybe i because i remember i even got a mashable write-up for you on it remember brett terpster day
0: yes i do uh uh gabe weatherhead
2: yes oh in that. wow
1: yeah yeah I yeah love, back oh, in the day it was
0: oh for God. a couple of years. It was a great birthday, Mac, Mac and Drifter. then, then and yeah. it fell off. Drifter. Yeah, Mac Drifter. Yeah, Mac Drifter,
2: yeah, Mac Drifter was such a great blog. Um, uh, I uh, I first got into snology stuff because of Gabe. Um, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, talking about a rabbit he, hole. My next item on my list is to figure out my dynamic DNS. Oh my and why it's he, not working, and why I can't access things locally again.
2: Oh God, well, mm. have you used Tail Scale at all?
1: I have yeah, used I mean, tail scale. I'm not using it now. Is it? Do you feel like that's a good way to handle yes. that? Yes. And you, okay? Because I like the people who make it, and it I seems do too. really. I, I, I know Brad. them. I know that. What's well. his head? Isn't that the the guy from the thing? The guy from uh, uh, the guy from uh, isn't that uh, uh, Maycheck Does it? Uh, yeah,
2: things? and and uh, and also Mache. Uh, Mache, uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, Mache, and also uh, Brad Fitzpatrick uh, of uh, um, Go Memcache, and most importantly, LiveJournal fame.
1: Oh my god! I just had a neurological. Mm. Please say all of those things just as fast one more time. <laughs> start with Brad, but end with Live Did Journal because that was the, that that, sh- that landed it's me nice. Not like you just went into pure like Yosemite Sam can't like like <laughs> like thieves can't like you just went into Brassa, Frassa Snaggle brassa. <laughs> Brad Garrett. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, check that out. That sounds cool. Yeah, no, Brad- I think I you know that guy from Live Journal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. yeah, exactly. Brad Fitzpatrick. Well, he created Live Journal, but he also created D. Uh, Wait, because what? Yeah. That because was, he, what, what,
1: yeah. right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. He
2: created Memcached so that LiveJournal could stay up. And now.
1: It, oh, it, this is like when WordPress realizes it needed a need a cache. I right. mean, that's yeah. what
2: WordPress used. <laughs> and also. Used. i
1: got Fireball last night.
2: Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, he did that. He was on the Go team uh, for like a dozen years. And I he, love LiveJournal. Oh my oh, God, yeah, I'll be so grateful OG, OG Tumblr. There's like, still
1: not an app to this day that understands. How you want to be able to share things as much? No,
2: I completely agree. Custom,
1: custom groups,
2: custom friends list. Fucking a, yeah.
1: And I made, I made a custom CSS header that I would drop into the top. This is because I'm broken inside. It was the year 2000, whatever. And I would drop things into the top of the header that would say, "You, this is a friends only post." And cut, you know, and say like, "This is something only you can see. So please don't share this and that kind of stuff." No, mm. it was amazing. amazing. It was
2: the best. It, it, it to this day like nobody ever uh, accomplished um uh, you know it, as you said like being able to post to select groups. You could do friends, you know, friends only, but you could also um, have like a subsect. Only yeah. these friends, right? Like, I don't want my roommate who's on my friends list to see that I'm bitching about her, which is like a real thing that, you know, when that's you're in college. A journal.
1: What do you think it's for? Mm-hmm. What do you think it's this <laughs> blogger?
2: Exactly. Well, that's the whole I'm thing. I'm to like,
1: Jason Kotke. I'm talking about my goddamn roommate. <laughs>
2: exactly. And also and, and, the music
1: I'm listening and to. And a handful what of Russians. Have you
2: heard Paramount? Yeah, you're, yeah are you are listening? Well, well, the Russians came after the... Um, man the man did they come.
1: The Russians are coming.
2: Well, yeah, they 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 bought it from...
1: That was the real Red Dawn Fuck
2: it up. that was <laughs> yeah.
1: the true red diamond. I and then to quote uh the, the character i'd piss on a spark yes. I they'd do
2: any yes. but anyway but yeah no, but, but brad works on tail scale as well as, as some of the well, other tell people him I said, so, hi. uh i will um, okay, uh, tail but, scale but anyway,
1: I'll, I'll look, the at, scale, that, and and look I, at
2: that I've, I've got the i've
1: got the the package pardon my saying mm. i've got the package and i played with it a little bit matt howie first i think turned me on to it and like but like, once i do that like here in my little officina there's a thing. And then I'm home. I've got a thing. And without regard to things like IP range, any of that stuff, that and my phone, that all becomes part of one tail scale yes. sort of thing. Right. Correct. Everybody, anybody else who does this get your okie dokie?
3: No, but I was just told yep. I needed to start last week. Nope. I love tail. It's running on
1: my machine right now. It's just turned off.
2: No, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I turned okay. bread onto it. I think. Um, but what and,
1: do you, what do you, do you, do you start with turning it on?
2: You can turn it on wherever. Better? It it doesn't okay. matter. I mean, I would put it on kind of your Synology or whatever, but you can have it set up yeah. and you can you can link. No, I did. Things. Like I say,
1: I've got the package on all of them. It's just I yeah. I didn't want to cause I'm already so screwed up and I'm a thing I'm trying to work on. Shut up, John Syracuse, I know you won't hear this. But like my problem is like I don't want to just start the way I think of it is tearing wires out of the wall. Speaking mm-hmm. of Gene Hackman, if you ever seen the movie The Game Oh my it? god. Like oh, yeah, I don't want to just great. end up playing my saxophone in a room full of water. <laughs> and sometimes when I'm just like, I can fix that with a scale. I just need another reverse proxy for
2: my reverse proxy. Ah!
1: And like pretty soon I can't leave my office. It's like Brian get David Gilbert and his and his 100%. gaming setup. I feel like it's all just getting smaller and
3: smaller. <laughs> beautiful
1: Can we all leave well, me? Hey.
3: thank you merlin
0: merlin yeah thank you thank you for showing up today it's been great chatting pleasure we will definitely we will definitely so try nice to, to invite you, you back nice if you'll have us
1: i'm a fan of of of, of you guys. i didn't i only met jeff today but i'm a fan of of, of both you guys so thank you for your thank kindness you for joining and, us. this was really yeah, fun thanks merlin it's my pleasure
0: yeah it's been a pleasure Hey, everybody get some sleep.
2: Mm. Get some sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. is Ooh, going there it is. Now. Oh,
1: here's you. <laughs> higher, <laughs> higher. <laughs> oh, is it more like a Joy Division kind of thing?